show could be the first time well it could be your first but i don't give a shit it's doubtful it's yeah if this is your first one if you saw the headline of this one and said this is the movie i need to hear about maybe maybe they think it's about the song no or it's it's it yeah we're talking about 2000s dave chappelle stand-up special killing them softly (laughs) i meant the uh the old song yeah i know what you meant but i went the other direction anyways uh no 2012s killing them softly this is okay this is Jake. This is a Jake movie. This is a Jake this suggested is a Jake, it's, it's movie. This is a Jake pick. A Jake pick. Visit the video store see, and they had Jake picks. This yeah. one would be on there. Yeah, you can always you can always just figure out what a Jake pick is because it'll probably be a movie you haven't thought of, and or really didn't like, or didn't like. Uh, chances are, yeah, if you hated the movie, chances are Jake's like that movie's fucking awesome. Uh, or if it's a movie that just sort of came and went, like a uh, blip on the radar. Yep. The theaters to the home video like a ship in the night just <laughs> in and out uh killing him softly definitely falls into think, multiple categories with this one i think we should say this is on netflix it's on netflix it might push to get <laughs> sponsored by netflix <laughs> by netflix. doing only netflix movies we're just no uh, the, <laughs> gotta get uh gotta get the ne- well unfortunately we know what the next movie is and it's not on anything so <laughs> that's not entirely true but we'll get to that later but if um, we get sponsored it will be <laughs> give us our own show a movie show <laughs> yeah. where, we, where we talk about your movies ne- at length ne- netflix movies yeah no, it doesn't have to be Netflix originals. It just has to be. No, this, no. There's a zero percent chance this is leaving the service in any time. I can't imagine the rights to killing them softly go for a whole ton of money. No. Um, what, what was the? Uh, now, now I have to look it up. Uh, the, I the budget I, being fifteen million and it made thirty eight million. So right, hey, geez, good for you. that's a lot. I um I did not watch this on Netflix because I own it, <laughs> and I saw it in the theater. Surprisingly, <laughs> double, double whammy, double whammy here. Uh, it's a. Uh, it was distributed by the Weinstein Company. <laughs> it was. It was funny. Uh, there was. I think there was five production company logos in the beginning, yeah. which we've talked about that before. Uh, but it was funny. You see Weinstein now, and you're just like, boo. <laughs> I've watched um, Nixon Elvis movie, and you see Space, and you're like, boo. And you're like, well, he's Nixon, so I guess we're already. Yeah, you're to already him. supposed to be booing him. So, <laughs> so perfect, perfect casting. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, he, and he did a fantastic job. Yeah, go figure. He could play a real creep real well. <laughs> Hey, he's a good actor. Terrible <laughs> human being. Great actor. He can act like a good person. <laughs> like a good actor. Uh, based on a book from 1974, this movie. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to make it now, but they did. Yeah, yeah. And this day, the author, kind of a, you know, he's, he has a bunch of books that were mm. rather successful. Mm. Uh, but they've only made two movies. <laughs> the stuff is yeah. Because it's a Boston noir, crime noir movies <laughs> tend to not, I mean, like, 
if you're not departed, it's not anything kind of thing. Like, <laughs> and you didn't cast... Uh, ben Affleck's made a pretty good dent in that yeah. category. <laughs> yeah, you didn't cast Ben Affleck or Mark Wahlberg, so... You know. Oh, it was pretty funny on, on the DVD, or the Blu-ray that I watched of this, because it had, coming soon to home video. Of course, it didn't have the guy saying it, but I heard it. <laughs> yeah. And it was... Um, uh, and then another one already on, available on DVD, <laughs> and one of those was uh, the the Marky Mark movie with um, which I know you saw with um, <laughs> Kurt, no no Russell Russell Crowe. The I, I told myself I was going to remember it, and I did. Uh, no. The one where he's like the mayor, and then Marky Mark's his enforcer. And then yeah. The preview shows you the entire fucking yeah. movie. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like right. shows you the twist and the the beginning, middle, and end of the yeah. movie, and where the whole plot goes. Anyways, but it reminded me of watching the VHS where it had the previews for you. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I watched this movie one time based solely on your recommendation. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Both, never... t- both times on my Yeah, yeah, technically at this point, both times on your recommendation. First time I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll never watch that again. And then he said, hey, let's do Killing Him Softly. And I was like, I'll watch Killing Him Softly. For, for the record, I ask you if you want to do this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't tell you what we're doing, I ask. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, listen, if you have an idea, I yeah. tend to go for it because yeah. it's less work for me. Yes, it's whatever one of us is feeling the most strongly yeah. about I something. Know, I know it's much... <laughs> for me, I am more willing to go out of my way to like mm. rent a movie. If you suggested something I didn't own, I would spend the $4 to rent it. I don't think it's a two-way road no, in this de- situation. No, definitely not. There definitely are plenty not. of movies that I would suggest. It's like, hey, let's watch this. And you're like, eh, I don't mm. really want to watch that. And I'm like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Just watch this. <laughs> Just... Please watch, watch the howling or something. I don't know. This is, but no. But, um, this this movie has a wild cast. It has a phenomenal cast. Yeah, it's kind of it, it's, it's okay. So the the quote the star of the movie is Brad Pitt, of course. Um, although he doesn't show up until the second act ish kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, but you've also got Scoot McNary yes this was the first time that I saw Scoot McNary or Ben the Mouth Mendelson yeah Ben Mendelson's in it I like Ben Mendelson uh, oh he's great yeah uh, he he's uh, he is a scroll in the Marvel and Captain uh, Captain Marvel and Spider Man Far From Home ah. so he's got that he's got that Mar- Marvel DC not Marvel Marvel Disney uh, money uh, coming in, yeah. So and and with a the way things look for the Marvel universe and how the movies are going, probably a rather consistent job <laughs> coming forward with them going so space themed. Uh, you got uh, Sam Shepard for one shot. <laughs> Sam Shepard's in it for literally a frame. Yeah, it's a, it's a long shot, but it's yeah. only for one shot, which is great yeah. casting because then when they mention his character Dylan, you know who it is because yeah. it's Sam Shepard. Yeah, you got Richard Jenkins in it. Oh yeah, another great actor, uh, James Gandolfini. Oh yeah, which I did like the first time I saw. It, I was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> you don't see him in a lot of stuff that's not The Sopranos. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. I'm very happy anytime James Gandolfini, and he's and he kind of owns the middle of the movie. Yeah, he is so fucking great to see in this movie. Oh, he is God, he sucks so much in this movie, such, and I love such it. a douchebag. He's so he's just a terrible so person, much. just such a drunk. Yeah, he's like. Every time he talks, he just ends up pouring his heart out about his relationship yeah. because he's just wasted. Yeah. And then he has a great line that I, that I love when it says, he's talking about, if you want to have some good sex, a young Jewish girl that's hooking. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> that, was, uh, yeah. that was a hilarious line yeah. that I loved. And uh, sort of playing a role that seems more of a, just sort of to exist to be a mobster that gets beat up in it is Ray Liotta. Like, oh yeah, he's yeah. kind of just <laughs> he 
he's, yeah. he's the crux. He's the reason the movie's plot exists. Yes. But... <laughs> well, he, he's... He, everybody likes Mikey. Yeah. And, you know, you like Ray Liotta, so it was good casting because you really do like him. And, and you see how he's likable. Yeah. <laughs> and there was... um, yeah. I think he, uh, he yelled some Goodfellas line like... Uh, he did. And like, I, Jesus yeah. Christ or something. Yeah. something that's, that's, there's a lot of Goodfellas. Yeah. Like, oh, good, Ray good. Liotta not looking hot. He's a little he's a little puffy. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that has work going on at all times, but he's never healing right. It's like cuz he's always doing his next thing, so he's just kind of always his eyes are like always Well, they're so covered. piercing yeah. that they look the same and then his face looks weird, which makes his yeah. eyes look weird. Yeah, cuz like his face, like his cheekbones are just so yeah. weird and, and he's always been pockmarked and, yeah, and the puffiness doesn't yeah. help with that yeah and so like yeah I just assume he's doing some work and yeah I've seen, seen an anti-smoking ad or something <laughs> and I remember he looked like shit yeah yeah even like, <laughs> Stephen Dorff yeah just not yeah um, directed by Andrew Dominic uh, who does a movie that I love um the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Yeah. I, I, after seeing this, though, I wanted to rewatch it because I remember that movie being slow as shit. Yeah, and, but, he, did, um, and he did a, um, he did a Nick a, Cave documentary. He did, which I've seen. Which, as a huge, huge <laughs> Nick Cave fan, I have of course seen. And yeah, no, I uh, yeah, no, I love I, I love assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yeah, uh, it's one of those. It definitely is split right down the middle for people oh totally yeah. uh it, it's it's a western but it's certainly not a western because no. n- none of the western stuff happens in it it's no. very slow yeah uh but the cast is like brad pitt's great in it yeah and he plays uh, he's supposed to be you know kind of a rock star he's jesse james yeah he's and jesse brad james pitt. And... i think brad pitt's always perfectly cast like yeah. brad pitt knows the power of brad pitt yeah <laughs> and um, uh yeah he, he takes and, roles that work out well for him and, and casey affleck Mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic as being the coward yeah. Robert Ford. Yeah. Like and it's it's great. It's a great those two work well together in the movie too. Yeah. So um I really like that movie. I, I I recommend it, but you know, you didn't like it, my dad didn't like it, but my dad likes Mark Wahlberg movies, so <laughs> I saw my early twenties, which those some of those movies can be reevaluated. Usually <laughs> my late twenties I still have the same opinion on it. I forget them, how long that movie's hundred and sixty minutes, so I mean it's long it's and not a, a lot movie. happens. Yeah, no. Um, um it's mostly sort of it's mostly it's it's mostly there to sort of demystify Jesse James. Totally, yeah. As opposed to anything else showing you like this is this because it's not it's not Jesse James. It's Jesse James in his last days. Yeah. So you never so it's, it's not kind it's, of him on the so land. He's not him it's not him, you know robbing train cars and yeah. stuff it is him sort of laying low as best as he can as jesse james can which isn't particularly well but still yeah laying low and um just sort of the relationships that he has yeah. uh being who he is i rewatched the movie yeah that, that i liked in my uh, i want to say it was my late 20s but maybe mid 20s blood simple not the movie i remember i mean it was way too slow and contrived i was like uh, i don't like i guess i don't like this movie <laughs> And, and I know this director also did a couple of episodes of Mindhunter, that uh, that FBI series on Netflix. I saw, I saw, I saw the first episode. Yeah. I did not I like it. Well. It's, each one's a little different. But. Yeah. I shut that shit off. <laughs> it's a great book. Uh, um, I bet. But, uh, That's before you get David Fincher involved. <laughs> Fuck uh, it up. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, you know, all-star... 
I'll start. Who is the screenplay? Oh, so he, so Andrew Dominic wrote it. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, it was a screenplay. I, yeah, I don't know because obviously I haven't read the book, but the writing in this is fucking top notch. <laughs> like the dialogue <laughs> is so good, and the way the story uh, unfolds and everything, and just yeah. yeah, it's definitely made by somebody who has confidence because like how subtle the story is and yeah. really how little is going on say, in this it, plot. I'm about to say it can only it's only subtle because it is the most threadbare plot yeah, yeah. it could possibly be to still be considered a plot. Totally, yeah. Like there is one thing that happens and then it is just cleaning up that thing that happens. Yeah, yeah. And just the politics like, of that. Yeah. Uh, to, to speak, the, this movie's framing device is set around the 2008 election. Yes, which is very cool. So, so it is sort of like the country is in the middle of a recession. It's before and, it's the recession. Yes, yeah, before the, I keep, or it's heading towards a recession. Yeah, because it's a uh, election to Obama. Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the t- so you're so you're getting a lot of like every time there's like an act break and like you're entering a new scene or something. Yeah, there's there's always a like news. political ad or news thing yeah, or something car, going on. In a Vinny, in, when a Vinny from a Doogie Howser is on the car and they're listening yeah. to it on the radio and yeah. they're in the card game, it's on the back of the TV. Yeah. So I, I think it's kind of I mean I don't know if it's necessarily saying anything and just like kind of showing you. Could you really <laughs> sit there considering how prominent it plays throughout the movie that it's not trying to say something? No 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 no. No, I mean I, I mean, you're I, not that dense. No 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 no. I mean I think it's definitely just kind of raising the question and just showing just paralleling gangsters versus the government and <laughs> and capitalism and everything. I don't think it's necessarily saying anything it's, specifically, it's, but it's just kind of raising the question. Said, you just said what it's saying. Oh yeah, I mean that's what it's saying. It's not saying anything you tr- you conclusively or has a message. Every time you but... bend over backwards to try to whitewash out any sort of political message anything <laughs> says, you 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 double yourself over to do this for every movie that does anything. <laughs> no, I mean I, I mean I think that's all all that it is. Which, which is cool. That's significant. What do you mean that's all that it is? I it's mean, relatively that, significant. It plays a major that. part of the movie. Yeah, I'm saying that. I think it's just more of raising the question. Yes! Yeah, that's that's, what... yeah that's all that it is. But what, do you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you what do you expect out of a political statement other than raising a question? Yeah, no, which is cool. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I mean, normally uh, I feel like they try to go really specific about it, but in this one they... No, the ones go. that go really specific about it are the ones that suck. Every, exactly, exactly. All art is political. Yeah. It's just a matter of how you play into the politics. Yeah, yeah. And when it's blatant, when it becomes propaganda is yes. when it sucks. When it's not propaganda, when it's somebody just putting politics in it to yeah. raise a question or to make a point about something, yeah. it's completely different than just a piece of propaganda. Yes, exactly. You know, it's, you know, well, because you can watch this movie and not walk away with the political part of it, which is cool. Just like with They Live or whatever. Yeah. You know, you can just, the, the story works on its own. walk away from They Live, Without, yeah. without walking away with understanding or appreciating yeah. the political statement being made and they live then you are you are I don't know you, you wear your pants on your head I was saying the plot works on its own without that yeah but the plot but the plot exists because of the dichotomy yeah. of what's going on Definitely. in the country at the same time as these very poor everyone is hungry for money yep. and it's getting worse yeah. as days go by because we at, the recession wasn't hitting yet but the recession was happening yeah. It was barreling towards that. It was yeah. always barreling towards that. Yeah. And, you know, the ending of the movie <laughs> it's kind of sent, sends up what the plot of the point of all of this political stuff was leading into. Yeah, which is very end. cool. But, it's like the precursor of it. Yeah. But, which is cool. Um, but, yeah. It, that's a, so the whole setup to it is that these two dudes, 
are playing in the hit uh, card game, card, uh, uh, you know, a crime boss card game. Yeah, it's like all the you know, uh, all the big wheelers and dealers yeah. in the crime world are all at, uh, playing cards, big money being exchanged. Yeah, and these two nobodies basically. Because uh, even Scoot's boss is a relative nobody, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, decide they're gonna hit up this card game and steal it because we we just jump around on it a little bit because you yeah. you, you know that we 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 learn that Ray Liotta's character mm. did a robbed his own card game yes and made away with a lot of money. <laughs> um, so and everyone knows he did it, but yeah. he admitted it later. Yeah, so he never actually got in trouble for it. Yeah, so then they're like, if he does it again, everyone's going to think it's him. Yeah, so 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 it, it's so the guy's plan works out perfectly. Yeah, it's the perfect crime in a sense, in, yeah. in a way, because it works for a time. Yeah, so they go they go in there and they fucking wreck shop. Yeah, they, they with their dish gloves on and the yeah. shotgun that's so sawed off that yeah. the barrel, that the <laughs> shells are yeah, sticking this, out yeah. of the barrel. Yeah, I yeah, I like. What, what is this? He asked for a sawed off shotgun. I got you a sawed off shotgun. If I pull the trigger on this. Everybody's dead. <laughs> He's like, well, tell him that. <laughs> oh yeah, because Ben Middleson is just a fucking idiot in this. Yeah, yeah. and Scoot is. I don't think he's dumb in the same sense. He's just kind of. Doesn't have much going on. Yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't really know any better. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Whereas <laughs> yeah. uh, he's, he's just never had any choices. Yeah, in whereas, life. whereas Middleton is uh, just A like fucking idiot. Just like he just this <laughs> greasy, sweaty, mouth breathing idiot i mean they say talk about how stinky he is in the movie and he looks like <laughs> what's his name what's his name in the movie oh god i don't know um, um i don't but he's just all sweaty and yeah. like when he's <laughs> but when he's putting the heroin in the locker yeah and he falls against it because yeah. he kind of falls asleep and yeah. you're just like god this guy's fucking disgusting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if he's supposed to be Australian in the book, or I mean, obviously he can do an American accent. Well, the book was the seventies, and also the book was also didn't take place during the two thousand eight exactly, election. Exactly. So. I wonder if it took place uh, during an election. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it. So let's see. But yeah, with the, he's uh, he, he played Russell. His character's name was Russell. Russell okay. Um, and Scoot is Frankie, mm. and uh, Vince Vinny <laughs> is Squirrel. Oh yeah, he's. I think he was in the town. If I don't remember, or if I do remember, <laughs> if I don't remember, he wasn't. He was definitely in the Sopranos. He was Johnny Sack. Oh, oh, him. Oh, his boss. Oh, yeah. oh I thought Squirrel was um. Oh, the fat guy. Oh, okay, Johnny Sacks. Yeah, jo- Johnny Sacks. He um. He had some. Uh, he's a, he's a Trumper guy. Yeah. He, he was mad about the protest or something, but it was like funny reading his tweet because it was. <laughs> you just imagine Johnny Sacks saying yeah. it. <laughs> he was mad about something. But yeah. It was really funny. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so so he's the one that actually wants to rob the thing, squirrel. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the he's the mastermind. Yeah, behind the whole whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he you know, he gets Frankie and Russell. Yeah, uh, scooting. Yeah, uh, the squirrel. I, I love that uh, Ben Middleton is so dumb that his whole plan is just to buy an ounce of heroin and sell it. That's yeah. like that's like his aspiration in life. Yeah, he's gonna buy heroin, shoot it up, and then he's gonna sell it and make money. Because up until this point, he's just been stealing dogs and selling yeah. Them. His, so his steal in this movie is that he steals purebred dogs and flips them and sells <laughs> and them down in on Florida. the black market. And Flor- it is the craziest character arc. 
Like, he's, like, fucked up the entire movie. He can barely get a sentence out because he's so high at any given time. And his his career path is he steals purebred dogs to sell them to in florida for and, and that's it that's basically his that's what he's doing that's what he does I, it's the craziest i i, I there was points where i was like did i miss something or is this just like am i supposed to accept this he's just that much of a low life yeah he's so such a, he's like like you know everyone in this movie is a low life yeah but he's like yeah he's, but he's like scum he's yeah he's even worse than that <laughs> Like, he has no dignity. No, Scooch is... Yeah, because, yeah, like, Scooch is kind of an idiot, and this guy's, like, a fucking terrible person. Yeah. And he tried to have sex with a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't say it outright, but the way he talks about it, it's like, is he joking, or is he dead serious? He's, no, but... he's definitely not joking. Yeah. Because he's like, like, he's like, don't try it, because they bite. Yeah. I mean, I've heard this, and he's, like, joking, and like, he's even joking about trying to have sex with a dog. Yeah. And then when he's talking about him sex with that girl, and he's like, he's like, and she said she wanted to kill herself, and Scoot's like, they always say that. I'm like, wait, this is, like, normal for you guys? Yeah, yeah they're all just so... Yeah, th- these are two guys where, like, these are not... These are your... There is no... Brad Pitt's the only, like, hero of the story, <laughs> yeah. and even he's a hired hitman for the mafia. Yeah, I mean, he has a code and he has morals, but yeah. he's, he's still a hired killer. Yeah, he's still... <laughs> and he's not an idiot. Yeah. It's 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 fuck wild. Yeah, this so, is like this isn't like Goodfellas or yeah. The Godfather. This is like yeah. low low level crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of these guys are. No, yeah, none of these guys are like controlling like anything of any no. real importance. It's like and all there's like, no romance. Yeah, <laughs> it's all just the only like the, there's like the only woman in this movie is a prostitute. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, um, that's true. I think one of the most like. Uh, so yeah, the 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 the, the, the hit the crime goes off basically without a hitch. Yeah, it actually goes really well yeah. for them. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they get they get the money. They get money out of their wallets. You know, yeah. they, they they play along. Uh, they even rob Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, pistol with him. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And uh, I got the fucking impact sounds. Yeah, of people getting hit is brutal. Um, and then so. They get away. Um, That's a cool scene because the shots are real long. Yeah. And there's no, there's no music I in like, this whole movie. It's all source music, <laughs> yeah. which is cool. And it really adds to the tension, especially when they go, like, between the houses and it's, like, the alleys and there's the dripping, you know, and you can see behind yeah. them. So you're looking. Oh, the movie's at, gross. From, like, every, like, the visually, the movie's gross. Yeah. It Everywhere really they're at, it's, it's like, disgusting. everything's, like, this dilapidated buildings. Like, when they're in their own, like, when... Uh, uh, Scoot and Scoot and Company are in their own like yeah. apartments or whatever. It's like oh, the walls all ripped. You can yeah. see the boards back there. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, Middleton. He's when when they're like when they're just sitting there and they're talking, and he's like constantly coming in and out of consciousness, <laughs> barely giving the plot like what's like because what, by this point Brad Pitt's already been introduced. Yeah, and Brad Pitt knows. Yeah, that. Uh, Ray Liotta didn't do this. Yeah, I think like he knows, like he like he he knows from the beginning and did, didn't do it. But yeah. he but, but he they knows... think that they need to beat him up because everybody thinks that Ray Liotta did it. So yeah. they have to they want to kill him just to make everybody happy. Yeah, just, <laughs> just like, for public it's perception. A, it's a thread that needs to be uh, tight, like cut up because people to... expect it. Yeah. So and, 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 and it's kind of retribution for yeah. the the first crime the he first did. crime exactly yeah. so yeah that's it it's a loose thread that needs to be tied up still so Brad Pitt's like I'll allow it yeah um, is he, I, 
I'm gonna be honest. I kind of lost track of some things. Did Ray Liotta die, or did he just? They, get... they beat the shit out of him. Yeah, because is... you never see him again. No, and then and then so I know there was some gonna... dialogue after the fact, but I, none yeah. of it stuck stuck with. They me. beat the shit out of him, and and when Brad Pitt's talking to Jenkins, he's like, "Let's just kill him," and he's like, "No, they just want you to." you know, beat him up a little bit. And he's like, well, why put him through that? He's like, I like him. He's a nice guy. He's like, well, just do it and be done with it. And so then they go and beat him up. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty brutal. It's, it's, scene. it's a, it's, it's, I think it's the scene that's most notorious for the movie too. Cause it is a relatively, typically, typically real violence and real fights yeah. don't happen. It's all these Hollywood style fights, but this is like an actual, like yeah, dude getting wailed on. And the crunches are loud. Yeah. And it's it, like and the bones, bones crunching. Being snapped and broken. And, and it's crunched. not gory. At it's all. pretty gory. He vomits blood no, multiple no, I, I, times. I mean, blood-wise. Uh, I mean, he yeah. throws up, he pisses his pants, yeah. he starts crying. Yeah. So it's just very realistic. Yeah. And that's why, it's just very graphic. It's when he starts crying, and you're like, okay, I'm, yeah. like, I'm good with this now. It's very okay. uncomfortable it's after that. Bad, it's a bad, I mean, like, bad in, like, you know, yeah. visually bad scene. It's it's gross. It's, yeah. it's aggressive. And the guy beating him up is um, very, uh, you can see the adrenaline. It's yeah. not like he's, like, having fun with it he's like yeah. yeah it's very realistic because yeah. I remember when this movie came out people were like man this movie's a fucking bloodbath and I saw it and I was like I mean a few people die but it's not really that bloody uh, it's it's very realistic but but uh, so anyway so then they kill Rayleigh eventually yeah. Wait, because I, I, did, did it, was it a scene because I don't remember yes it's, it's, uh, it's uh, I don't so, remember it so, I genuinely don't it's so <laughs> remember Brad Pitt hires Gandolfini to yeah. kill um Squirrel yes because he knows him yeah. And he doesn't want to kill him himself. Yeah. So, or maybe it's Ray Liotta. He wants him to kill Ray Liotta. So he ends up doing it because Gandolfini gets out of the picture. So they drive up next to him in the car and it's raining and it's all in slow motion. And like the blood, or the bullet goes through his hand and it hits his head. And the oh, glass yeah, it shatters yeah, yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. a spider, or see a spider web. Yeah, and, yeah. And, then he, and then he falls back and hits the window and it breaks. Yeah. And then his car gets hit a couple times yeah, and it's all, it's all in slow-mo, yeah. Yeah, but he does that. So he just pulls up next to him and, and shoots him. Yeah. And that, that's how that's done. Okay. That's how you kill Ray Liotta. I think Ray Liotta yells Jesus. I think that's his good villain's line. Jesus. So so he does bring in... Um, so Jackie does... So Jackie is the name of Brad Pitt's character does that hit. And he brings in... Kogan. I know Kogan's his last name. Yeah. Um, I don't think they ever said it. Yeah, because that's the name of the book, too. Yeah. Uh, it's like, Kogan's Shred. Yeah. Um, and he hires... He brings he, he, in Gandolfini yeah. to kill Squirrel. He doesn't want to kill the guy he knows because yeah. he says guys get it gets very emotional when you kill people. Yeah, and when he sees him, he knows he's going to be there to kill him. Yeah, then he likes to kill him softly. The title, yeah. and and he doesn't want to do it, so they hire Gandolfini. But then he's a fucking wreck. So yeah, it's funny because it's basically Gandolfini's arc in this is that he's lost his edge. Yeah. And then he's kind of self-medicating too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because so Jenkins is like, you wanted this guy. He's like, I wanted him from five years ago, not yeah. this guy who he is now. Yeah, like, he, yeah, there was no, Brad Pitt had no idea that he had fallen so hard. Yeah. And yeah, he he's just, like four martinis in that, yeah. in like five minutes. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a mess emotionally and physically, it looks like. Yeah. Like, to, to the point where Brad Pitt realizes that, like, okay, well, the, uh, I'm gonna have to do this now myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. I, I love this when he sees him and he's got the hooker and Gandolfini's all mean to her. And, yeah, and she wants she wants Brad to zip her up and he's, yeah. like, he's like, no. And she's like, oh, I thought you were joking. He's like, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> like he won't even touch her. Yeah, yeah. Gandolfini's like, I forgot what he says. Uh, I like. The, he he yeah. gives her a tip and he's like, no, he doesn't. 
No, 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 no. Uh, oh, the act- uh, an actual a verbal tip. tip a verbal yeah. tip. Yeah, he, he refuses to give her a money tip. Yeah. And then he says, like, don't treat your asshole like it's a, the Holy Grail or something. Yeah. Like, whatever he does. <laughs> All the, oh, no, the gross he, stuff no, he no, wanted he, to do to her. He said... He, he he physically said the words anus, which was made it more upsetting. Anus, yeah, just like I don't need no, please, and that's pretty much the end of that character. Yeah, it, well, then Brad knows yeah. because uh, Gandolfini traveled out of state, which he was supposed to do because he's on probation. Yeah, so Brad Pitt threatens him that he's going to tell cops yeah. to send him back and get him out of their way. But yeah. he's like, if we just wait, he's going to beat up this uh, hooker, and then and then yeah. he'll be gone, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Because they just want him out of the picture. Yeah. And they so. don't want him to rat on him. And then that's what Brad Pitt, like, I like, I like at the end where he's just like, you're going to pay him 15. <laughs> so I'm yeah. getting his 15. Yeah. Stop fucking with me. Yo, that, that last line of the movie is yeah. fucking killer. Yeah. When he said, what does he say? We'll, we'll get to there when we get to okay, there. Okay. Um, you jumped there, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. I guess we're not too, because, I mean, again, there's not much plot. No, well, I mean, I mean, all yeah. the stuff is the the capitalism stuff, which is great because all the scenes yeah. with Jenkins and Brad Pitt, yeah. and they're talking about it like you know, it's, he's like, oh, it's all corporate ran now, and he's like, fuck, he's like, this country's going to shit because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and it's true, everything's ran by a corporation, and yeah. it's not good, yeah. and that's what this whole movie's you know the subtext is about, and it's fantastic, and just yeah. like the commentary of the gangsters and in yeah. America, the, the the highest people in the country are government officials, and they're doing the same. Thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, and Brad's very pissed about that, as we all are, or should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but th- now we're gonna get to the part where uh, <laughs> Russell. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, where he's getting arrested for his drug. Oh, oh, oh what about his heroin scene? I love... yeah, no, yeah. The... Oh, that's okay. it. I've never done heroin before, or anything of a prescribed pain medication for my root canal. But <laughs> I imagine that's. Visually, in a movie as close as you can get to representing being on heroin, just the everything's fading out and coming back, and people are moving far away, and the sounds all in slow mo and yeah. stuff, and his eyes are hardly open, and he's falling asleep. Well, he's trying to tell <laughs> very important, important, very important details. They have a contract out on them. Yeah, because he spilled the beans that they were the ones that did. It. Yeah, because because like yeah, when he was selling the dogs, yeah, he ended up spilling the beans about the whole thing. So there's a contract out. Yeah. And it's that scene where he's got like the car filled with dogs <laughs> and is just, just shit all over the, yeah, the place. It's, it's like his version of it, yeah. his heroin down version. Yeah. Well, and that was a great um, thing for well, that scene's hilarious because he's just so fucking out of it. Even you're, like, even you're getting mad. Like, just don't finish your story, <laughs> dude. It's, it's, and it just keeps going because yeah. he's just so fucked up. Yeah. But now that song that is used in that scene is fantastic because it's a song called Heroin by Velvet Underground. <laughs> that they don't actually use the lyrics for and it's perfect for it and they because it cuts with the drum yeah and uh as a velvet underground song or velvet underground fan fantastically used it was great because i've seen songs and movies before where they the songs that i love and they use them and i'm like oh, that was kind of a shitty way to use it and that was a very satisfying way to do it <laughs> and i was very happy that they that they did that yeah so um yeah it was that that was a, a great hilarious scene yeah the the him being arrested in the 
Is it air train station or something? It's either train station. I don't know where, where those lockers are where people hide important things in movies. I don't yeah, know where well, yeah, it's usually like the subway, subway station or something, like with old lockers. I was thinking of Ronan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Something that we just in the West Coast don't really have mm. anything for. Like our, we, like anytime we rent a locker, it's because we're like at like the gym or something. Like that's the only <laughs> lockers that we have after in our adulthood. There's no like, oh yeah. You know, it's not like Disneyland where it's like, I'm going to go rent a locker for like, or, you know, okay, I got to go to work. So I'm going to drop my stuff in this uh, subway locker and oh, yeah. whatever. You know, yeah. We don't have that. That doesn't exist for us. Either. Yeah. If I saw one, I would assume that money, important documents or drugs. There's a work. gun in one of them for sure. <laughs> That's um, the key to everything is yeah. right there. Yeah. So some, some, uh, crime, uh, the the key to solving a very particular crime yeah. that the world's smartest detective uh, <laughs> will be able to piece together is hidden in one of those lockers. Even in a Once Upon a Time in America, I think it's where all the money's hidden in yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like the least safe place to store anything. Like, but apparently that's what the gangsters are doing. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that would just be one of those things. Like, you, you don't, you're not, you definitely don't have the only key, and <laughs> it's definitely not, you know. It's not a deadbolt or something. It's not like it's a bank <laughs> vault or something. It's a little flimsy little locker. I like, think the point is nobody knows where it is. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's unassuming, but also unassuming places are where like junkies try to like pop open lockers and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it seems like <laughs> yeah. it seems like it would probably be safer to just like have a gym locker at like the YMCA and just, <laughs> just put it under your mattress. Yeah. Uh, another note on the music. I like all the songs they use because they're not obvious ones. I hate it in movies when they just play every song that everybody knows. You know, like, it was cool because it was... Inevitably, you're going to get Fortunate Son blaring in the... Uh, yeah, or whatever, yeah. Scene. It wasn't, it wasn't the, you know, the greatest songs in the world. You know, or, I mean, they're good songs, but it wasn't, like, all the top songs. It was just kind of songs where you might know them, but they're yeah. not the most obvious choices. But I, I hate it when they just do, yeah, the most obvious song in the world, and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, he's... <laughs> So he's arrested and deported. Mm. So that's right. Yeah. That's why he. So he's out of the picture because of that. He yeah. gets deported. Yeah, because uh, he's you know, not supposed to be here. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank God, th- he's not in our country anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. Like a, send him back to whatever shithole he came from. Whatever, yeah, whatever potato farm he <laughs> came from. Um, and, that is a funny scene when his flashback with um, the fat dude. Yeah, and he's lighting the car to blow it up, and then. <laughs> It blows up, but it drives backwards, yeah. and it hits him. <laughs> yeah, knocks him down, and he's laughing. <laughs> then have the parking brake on or whatever. Yeah. That was good. That was yeah. Good. Um, so now, uh, so now it's Frankie's turn to fall, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. But this is where Brad Pitt sort of talks him into giving him up. Giving so up Squirrel. when he goes to see Frankie... Yeah. Frankie knows that he's there to kill him. Yeah. So Brad has him involved with the hit. So because he tells him that if he helps him, he won't kill him. Yeah. So he because he wants to relax him again. Yeah. So he has him help him on this, yeah. which is which is uh, Brad's way of yeah. making it happen. Yeah. You know, like it's like yeah, it's like oh, when this is all said and done, this dude's getting iced. Yeah. For yeah. sure. But yeah. Like yeah, him going through the motions of having him. Yeah. So when they so when he eventually gives him up and they drive over there and he does like. Uh, a long distance shotgun blast, like yeah, which I thought was a little unusual. Yeah, usually those are those are close quarters weapons. Those yeah. aren't, uh, you know, they're not sniper rifles. Unless, was, uh, unless it's just to take them down so we could get real close. But it seems like a 
an ineffective also, way to do a hit. I do appreciate that at no, at, there is no point where anyone cares about the subtlety of it because of a shotgun blast in the middle of the night yeah. in sort of open area. It Apartment just, complex. Yeah, it would just be echoing through, but it's like a shotgun blast, blasts through the windows, takes out Squirrel. Takes his time. Takes his time, saunters on over there. Let Squirrel sort of writhe in agony for a few minutes. Yeah. And then blasts him. <laughs> and then he runs. And then he, and then he, then he runs. Although, then, I think because when Dylan goes to be the Ray Liotta, he pulls his gun out when they're across the street. Yeah. And there's people standing around yeah. that don't do anything. And yeah. then when Brad uh, goes to the bar to meet Scoot, yeah. there's that pimp guy yelling. Yeah. And then he starts shooting the gun and Brad doesn't even yeah. flinch. Yeah, So, wherever they are, guns are pretty yeah, common. Just, just and nobody uh, really cares. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, so he ends up squirrel, and then Frankie takes off like a bat out of hell, starts racing away. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's funny Brad, to see Brad running. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt doing his, uh, like, you know, and then you gotta slow down, goddammit. Oh, yeah, that, that was funny. He's like, you want me to drive? And then they pull over, yeah. <laughs> and he actually switches. I do love Brad's hair in this, because it's so gross. Yeah. It's, like, slick back, and it's, like, straight on his neck. It's not even, like, moving. Yeah. And he's got those shitty tinted glasses with his goatee. Yeah. He's trying to ugly Brad up the best they can. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get to the parking garage, and Brad Pitt keeping him nice and relaxed, letting him just like, all right. Talking to him, getting him through him, the plan. Getting him to, okay, go back to your, what do you do? And then just shoots him in the head several, like, shoots him, shoots him nine times. Oh, yeah. Like, empties a clip into him. It's cool because at some point you're like, is he going to kill him? Probably. And then, but you don't really expect it right then because yeah. it's like a shot that's been going for a while and you don't see Brad's motions and all of a sudden he just, that gun goes right next to his head and he's dead. <laughs> good, good way to kind of surprise, surprise the audience. But uh, and then that's when you get the the, the finale of the movie is Brad final with, conversation final conversation with Obama Brad gets elected Pitt. Obama's giving his victory speech in the background of, they're at a bar right mm-hmm. like it's they you're used to seeing these two characters in the car in, in the car together and then they're at a bar together and Brad's uh, pissed Brad's pissed because he gets a, goes goes quote unquote to the bathroom yeah. which is to get the money yeah and counts the money and comes back and is pissed because he's short. Like, I forget what he said. It was only 30. Well, he's kind of pissed before that. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's because he had to kill people. Yeah. Or he's just kind of had it with He the had to kill corporate. somebody that he didn't want to kill. Yeah. And he's had it with the kind of the corporate yeah. mentality and getting the approval from Jenkins. Because yeah. you kind of see his unraveling with him. Because he's yeah. nice. Because Brad's a nice guy in this. And he's yeah. pretty soft and yeah. everything. And, and like he says with, with Jenkins where he's like, I drove to you. I don't make you drive to me. He's yeah. like, I'm a nice guy. I like to make things easy on people. Yeah. And Because when they're in the car on like their second meeting and Brad pulls up the cigarette and Jenkins is like, don't light that in here and he just lights it anyway yeah <laughs> I don't know if that's because he's kind of had it with this guy yeah. or because you just don't tell Brad what to do yeah uh, so yeah they, they start getting in an argument over the money yeah. Brad Pitt has this like like this, like you know he's like this fucking guy trying to tell me we're living in a community <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like predicting Obama's speech as he's saying yeah. it yeah yeah, and he's like, and he says, uh, "America's not a country; it's a business." Yeah, now fucking pay me. Yeah, <laughs> and then and the movie's the over. Movie, yeah. Just cuts the block right there. Yeah. I remember seeing that in the theater because his whole speech, and then that I wanted to stand up and cheer. Of course, I would never would do that, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was very cool. Yeah, and I was like, finally, yeah. this movie's saying it, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, very true. But uh, yeah, it's definitely. Definitely a movie that just for the record, twice. I voted for Obama. Just so you know, I'm not anti-Obama. It's the system. It's the system that's fine. It's the system that's evolved into what it's evolved into. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we've spent we've spent pretty much every episode dishing out on uh, Trump at yeah. least once an episode. Yeah, once an episode. I think I held off. No, you've already you've already done a Trump joke. Uh, no, I did. Oh. And, and then once once yeah. that opened up, no. I think I haven't mentioned my movie that I made. I haven't held up. <laughs> I, I held up on that one. I just referenced it. But yeah. If you get any questions about that, relay them to me. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll do. Send them the YouTube link. I'm gonna do an episode without you making fun of your movie the whole time. <laughs> do do one on my movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, All 28 minutes of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at production stuff, and there this seems like it's really particularly. Uh, I mean, if the movie's not big, there's yeah. not a whole lot. The I mean, making, there's stuff, but it's like... The making of was five minutes on yeah. there, all the special features. It was announced in 2010. <laughs> so, yeah. there you go. It was supposed to start its production in Louisiana in March of 2011. Well, it's uh, funny. Uh, the, obviously, the only reason this movie yeah. got the attention it got was Brad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why people didn't like it, because you get Brad Pitt people, and they're like, oh, God, this movie's pretty brutal. <laughs> it's not a lot going on. It's funny, there was a handful of deleted scenes, and it's funny, because they're good. They give Scoot's background a little bit, but it just kind of disrupts the flow it has. And obviously this movie uh, doesn't have a whole lot going on anyway, so when you add like an extra five minutes into it, it would really slow the movie down. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, an original song was written for the movie called The Feeling in My Nuts. What? <laughs> and was written by Mark uh, Streitenfeld, who was also the composer and oh, performed yeah. the atmospheric film score music on piano. So, uh, oh, yeah. I wonder. If, oh, I wonder if, wonder if that's when they're in the bar. Yeah, because that's uh, when he meets Gandolfini. Because that is a line he says there. Yeah, oh, that's weird. Uh, uh, all music says the collection of songs match the film's idiosyncratic nature. Hmm. That of a failed heist. To be fair, the heist itself wasn't failed. It was the uh, The outcome. Yeah, it was the everything you're supposed to do after the heist. I I, I, I guess to have a successful heist, you have to live. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Live after it. Uh, (laughs) A soundtrack was sold containing most of the songs heard in the film. And substituting some instrumental versions, which were not heard. Oh, yeah? Uh, Yeah, so that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Killing Them Softly was scheduled to premiere September 21st, 2012. Uh, but the, re- the release date was delayed until November 30th, 2012 to avoid competing with The Master and to improve its that chances a, for pre- award nominations. That movie was uh, was on there on the previews. There you go. I did see The Master and it was an absolutely god-awful, terrible, <laughs> butt-fucking movie. <laughs> Just P.W. Was that P.W. or P.W. Anderson, right? CT. Uh, CT? He's PT. No, PT Anderson. Yes, PT Anderson. Doing what he does, trying really hard to, <laughs> Another, make, to, to make a movie that makes you unsettled. Another uh, an, another massively successful and loved movie being shit on by Jake. Yep. Is that Tom movie watched? Yes! Oh, God. <laughs> it was a huge movie. It was critically and, like, film goers loved that movie. <laughs> that was garbage. <laughs> yes. It's weird how everyone's wrong but you all the time. <laughs> not, not, not all the time. Uh, February 13th? Oh, that's when the movie came out. Oh, like, it's just like, eh, came out of Blu-ray. There you go. One time. <laughs> you probably still get it. Yeah. There is one thing. Let's say So opening weekend, it made $6.8 million. Yeah. And made $15 million domestically and $22.9 internationally. Jeez. Uh, so $38 million. All around, you know, a, a strong opening weekend. I'll have to look and see yeah. what it opened up against and what it was in the when it opened. Oh yeah, I have to look and see that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I didn't see opening weekend. This was back when movies were around. <laughs> when you could go to the theater and watch movies. I think Rotten Tomatoes. No, no, no. I mean, like in the theater for more than a month. 
Oh. I think. 2012? <laughs> yeah, I think we're seeing the end of that. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 73%. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I don't look at Rotten Tomatoes, though. Uh, is, is that good or not good? That's good. Okay. Like anything above 50 is fresh, so mm. that means more than half the people liked it. Because remember, it's not it's not saying that Rotten Tomatoes rated it a 70-something percent. It's mm. taking critical reviews mm. and giving them a pass-fail and, you know, and giving an average out of that. So more critics, 74, 73% of the critics gave it a C or better. Mm. So I, I love an IMDb. It's like out of ten. But yeah. It's like really should just be out of five because once you get to the five point, it's just garbage after that. Well, the problem is with that kind of stuff and and, and Metacritic. It's a six point eight out of ten on Metacritic because everyone's scale is different based on uh, based. So like with Metacritic, everyone reviews movies differently. Yeah. So you know you have to figure out a way to make this it uniform. Some people are five stars, some people are ten stars, some people are four stars, yeah. some are thumbs up, thumbs down, some don't give reviews at all. So you have to sort of figure out how to unify it. So uh, I think with like with that, it's like, well, if it's a five, then you have to double it to like, you know, a, a five is a ten, mm. or, you know, a six is what? You know, so yeah. you have to figure that out. And so that's when you get like, you know, so a six point eight means it's still above average it's you know see yeah. it's it's that would be six six point eight out of ten would be 68 oh, yeah. percent as opposed to but because you have because rotten tomatoes is a pass fail mm-hmm. it's this person gave it a review that was you know c or above so that's that's a pass or a fail so that's why you get that's why rotten tomatoes tends to trend a little higher than mm. metacritic because metacritic's actually trying to actually create an actual average of critic reviews uh, as opposed to Rotten Tomatoes, which just counts it as pass or fail. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so the, the Rotten Tomatoes tends to always be a little higher than the Metacritic mm, because yeah. numbers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. I, but, I, like, I like the five-star system because you have terrible, not terrible, could have been good, three, I, pretty, okay, four, good, five, really good. It's, it's like, you know, the... Um, the Roger Ebert four-star system works great. One, don't go to it. Two, you might. Somebody will like it. Three is, this is really good. And four is one top of the year kind of thing. Mm. So it's, it's really easy to understand mm. what that is. It is four yeah. bullet points. Well, I like the extra one in the middle because you can have an okay. You yeah, know. But, I mean, that's what two is. I mean, two is okay. So somebody's going to like it. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, what what's one one versus two? In a five-star scale. Nothing. Yeah. They're both bad. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so yeah. when you just cut that out, it just, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's as close to thumbs up, thumbs down as you can get. Yeah. With, with the four-star, with, with giving you a little more leeway than just giving you the opportunity yeah. to do thumb in the middle. Yeah. Which is kind of how I do it anyway. Yeah. I either love it or I hate it. Very rarely do I say it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And if I say it, I mean it. <laughs> Yeah, so like, so yeah, Metacritic weighted average sixty four out of a hundred based on forty two critics, which is generally favorable. I genuinely uh, don't know because I, I was telling you this. so. Cinema Score is the one that yeah. talks about the that's the one where they like interview people after they leave the theater, yeah. and see it, and <laughs> it has an F. And uh, say only twenty one movies have that. Yeah, I have I'm that, that esteemed yeah. honor. Uh, cinema score, uh, F rating. Um, yeah, 21 movies have a cinema score of F. And I don't think we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about the movies 2012 too much because that's very recent and we kind of know that stuff in our brain. Mm. I, I think it would be more interesting to talk about these 21 movies 
over the course of two decades that I, cinema score has been doing their stuff i remember one that you told me yeah so we're, we're gonna go over this okay. instead but yeah. uh but we'll get back to that um in a, in a minute after we cover some of the rest of killing them softly i have to go back to my notes there there was a line that i love when uh brad and jenkins are talking about scoot and the australian guy yeah and brad's like i think you guys these guys want to go to jail <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just talking about how stupid they are oh another cool really cool thing that i love is um the um the shot where the camera's attached to the door yeah and they're talking when they're waiting for johnny Sachs. and yeah. brad opens it and the camera goes and then he closes it in the camera <laughs> and, then, and then they use it again when he runs back into the car but i, I like that though i thought that was a cool cool little thing to do yeah well this movie yeah this movie definitely has a uh, very good camera work. I, I think everything across the board on this movie is fucking fantastic yeah <laughs> but Sp- uh, especially the writing yeah we'll just do the top 10 highest grossing movies of the year just to get that out of the way we're okay. not gonna go because 2012 was very recent <laughs> i don't remember 2012 uh you the, the, you, world, you the world ended then you absolutely yeah that's true. <laughs> uh no there, there's 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 plenty of movies in here that you'll recognize that uh, one of them you're going to say something bad about and it's going to piss off every human being. And I'm just giving everyone a warning that this number two movie, if you're listening to this, steal yourself because he's going to call it shit. And you're going to be as mad as everyone else is about it. Uh, number one. Was the, the, these aren't the, the, the esteemed 21? No, these aren't, oh. the, these aren't the evil 21. This is, the, these, this is, the, this is 2012's top 10. Top 10. Top 10 high number one is The Avengers. Yeah. So that makes that was a massive movie. Number two, this is the one I was warning everyone about: Skyfall. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, don't like I don't like the Avengers either. <laughs> yeah, the Avengers. Uh, they, uh, I, I get it. I get yeah. it. I just don't like it. Yeah, Skyfall. That's the one that uh, I, we're not going to get into it. I thought, I thought you were precursor yeah. to Avengers, no, I, I, but I knew number two. Yeah, yeah, number yeah, two. I, I love Bond. I just don't like Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to dig into it. It's just going to make everyone. <laughs> There's some cool things in there. Number three will be one that you do gush about. Dark Knight Rises. I did love that. I almost watched that today, but I had to watch this. I was going to watch it yesterday, but I had a busy schedule. Uh, K- kind of. Yeah. Busy for me. Number four. Oh, I fucking love Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Number four. The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Was it the first one? I don't know. I, I did see the first one, and uh, I watched it to last. No, because wasn't it. the second one uh, the, the Smog? I don't, I, I, do, I, I, I don't fucking know. I don't know anything about Lord of the Rings. The only time I've ever seen Lord of the Rings is because, only because of you. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen the first one. I've seen the extended cut of the first, first one, one at your house. Yeah. And I saw Return of the King theatrically <laughs> because Passion of the Christ was sold oh, out. True, and so yeah. we went to go see yeah. uh, uh, Return of the King. Yeah. So I saw that. And then we went back like the next day and saw Passion of the Christ oh, with yes. the woman crying behind Ooh. us when Jesus was getting... Uh, cat of nine tails. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I watched The Hobbit to laugh at it, and because uh, I don't like Lord of the Rings anymore, and it was way worse than I thought it would be. It was like half an hour, and nothing <laughs> fucking happens. Just the plot is very stretched. Everyone out. was mad at that movie at the gate when they were like, "We're going to be filming it," and like that weird three, uh, three movies. Yeah, take, th- th- two hundred pages, and, and then what was they were doing it in like. 70. 70 frames per or second? 68 60, or whatever. Like, they were doing some, yeah, they were like, we could, like, like, 60. they were filming it, like, cause, like, in the same, yeah. yeah, 68. Like, yeah. And it was like, that's how they film soap operas. And everyone's like, this is gonna be weird. I don't like this. <laughs> I remember, um, I remember, uh, you said Peter Jackson's making innovations that don't need to be made. Yeah. Yeah. He's just doing it for the sake of doing it. <laughs> my, my friend actually saw all three of those because he used to work at a theater so he could go see movies for free. Yeah. So he saw. He's like, I saw all three of those, which is like you know, twelve hours of movie. God, there were three. I thought there were only two. No, there was. And then Peter Jackson, you know, 
cannot help himself and overdoes everything. We were just talking about this before we hit record, where it's like, King Kong, a nice, solid 70-some-odd minutes, less than an hour and a half, the original one. Yeah, yeah. It tells a phenomenal story yeah. that's compelling and stuck with people for decades. Yeah. And Peter Jackson's like, you know what this movie needs? Two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> and a big, giant stampede scene with spiders. Um... Uh, what was the fuck talking about? Uh, uh, oh, The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. So, so my friend saw all three of them in the theaters at the 68 frames per second. He's like, and I didn't get used to it. He's like, he's like, I can honestly say, he's like, I gave it like 12 hours or nine or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how long those are. But uh, he's like, so, and I never got used to it. He's like, it's just weird. I have not actually seen anything in that. I think I saw something on YouTube that said it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't have the, the, was, the quality yeah. for that. 48 frames per second. 48? Oh, I thought it was more. No, because a typical... Du- the double. industry standard is 24. Mm, yes, yeah, it's double. So it's double. And like I said, that's how they film soap operas. That's why they have yeah. that weird sort of like... It looks like it's filmed on a set as opposed to being filmed on... Yeah. A, uh, there's something weird about the smoothness yeah. of 48 frames per second that is off-putting to people. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we want to take the blur, the motion blur. I'm like, yeah. you have motion blur in your eyes. The, yeah. Everything isn't completely smooth. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a common thing in, in video games. Yeah, So yeah. your typical video game, like, there's a constant war between 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per second. Mm. And on a computer, you can get up to hundreds of frames per second. <laughs> it creates a smoothness. So 30 frames per second is sort of, for the most part, quote-unquote, industry standard because... And that's what camcorders and stuff yeah. are. But, but when it's something that's artificial like that, uh, you can do 60 frames per second and it creates it creates a much smoother motions of characters it yeah. creates a much more natural movement in fake content yeah. and something that's not real when it's when it's a character when it, because you're filling in frames that are making that because you know how it is it's the uncanny valley thing when you have like a super realistic thing something's always off I was like the what and then I remembered it yeah. so and, and, and you know that, that, those extra frames that doubled frames is sort of fills in that gap and it makes for a much smoother racing games take good advantage of that mm. um, but you know typical but you know home hardware video game systems like the Nintendo's and you know your Switch or your Playstation yeah. and stuff most of them can't really handle mm. like especially high graphically intensive games to be running at a consistent 60 frames because that's the uh, that's the dangerous part in video games it's okay to be 30 frames per second but you have to be consistent mm. if it dips too much if it dips down to 24 frames per second, it becomes stuttery and it becomes weird. Oh, yeah. So, and the same thing with 60. You can, games like games can run at 60 frames per second, but it becomes it may not be consistent. Mm. And when it becomes doesn't become consistent, it kind of becomes a problem because uh, yeah. you know a movie it works with a movie because you don't need dedicated hardware like a video game system. Yeah, a movie's going to run at how it was filmed and how it, how it's going to air. A video game's not going to run that way. Yeah, a video game is has to work with the constrictions of what the hardware can. Mm populate and so that's why computers work so well and have that higher frame rate and stuff so you know but you know with movies it's consistent yeah there's no if you're filming in 28 you know 24 frames per second it's 24 frames per second yeah there's no stutter the only time there's a stutter is if it's on actual film and there's mechanical issue Mm. 
That's that was it. a giant fingerprint on the DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so so it's, you know, running it at 48 frames per second, if everyone just sort of adapted to it, we would adapt over time to 48 mm-hmm. frames per second. It would be fine. But you're, you're the only one doing it for the sake of doing it yeah. because you're trying to cre- you're trying to create art for something that's a first of all doesn't belong to you. It's not your art. It's not your art. It's yeah. like you didn't it's like you're just adapting yeah. this book series into some sort of monst- three part monstrosity, <laughs> and you know it, it, you're doing it for the sake of doing it. It's unclear mm. what the I heard it makes 3D better. I believe that because you're 3D. You're running to, to yeah when you because that's what's good with um, when you have like a VR headset. Yeah, when you're running two different things at once. Having the higher frame rate helps smooth it out because if it's got a low frame rate, you're wearing VR, it makes you sick. Uh, yeah. things start stuttering and stuff, it, it create uh, it makes you motion yeah. sickness and stuff. Yeah. So higher frame rate, it makes total sense for 3D to make a much more um, less blurry yeah. and less uh, jittery 3D. It makes a lot of sense for that um, that reason. But I mean, but now 3D's dead. Now 3D's dead, so it doesn't make it. But James Cameron's gonna come out with a buttload of Avatar movies yeah. that have all these innovations. Yeah. <laughs> with Disney's gonna go. Disney's either gonna go all in or tell them to shut up. It's gonna be like <laughs> I think they're gonna be shot this way and maybe yeah. premiered, but never. I mean, three D, sure, yeah. but not the forty eight frames per second. Yeah, I kind of. Part of me wants to like track down, like go to the library or something, and find when when you're allowed to go to libraries again, and find the three D version of. Avatar just to check it out on my VR headset. My dad has it. I just want to check it out on my <laughs> if VR. If you want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. I just want to see some of the 3D in VR ah. on my VR headset because my PlayStation, I have the VR headset mm. for PlayStation. I'd like to see that. Anyways, number I, four. I love how 3D doesn't even come in movies anymore. Yeah, they stopped doing that entirely. Yeah. Uh, I expect My it, player has it, but my TV, my yeah. brand new TV doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's cool too. Like home VR, like home three D, kind of works really well, especially if you're like me, where I have a VR headset. That lets yeah, me but uh, no, three D is cool. I mean, more often than not, they do the shitty cheap way. Yeah, but when it's good, it's fucking great. The one thing that I liked was um, uh, with my VR headset, I can like put up like I can watch movies in it. Yeah, and I don't have to watch them in three D. They like, let you like sit in like a virtual environment, mm. and it's kind of cool to sit down and watch a movie in a theater setting on a movie screen so it's like but because the screen is so close to your face it really is like watching it on a movie screen uh, yeah. it's kind of really cool to watch a movie that way mm. in this sort of realized 3D environment the movie's not 3D but uh, yeah. it can be I, if there if you know it's you know questionable ethics to download a 3D movie off the internet but I theoretically can and run it um, but yeah I, I, that gets there is real potential of having there be a second wave of 3D being popular. It depends. Years, just like it, it always does. Yeah, it, it, it depends. I mean, if maybe it's 30 years. If I mean, you never know. Avatar kind of. You never know. Sometimes people will like, oh yeah, it's Avatar. Remember Avatar? Let's go see Avatar again, and it'll create this sort of inflated sense of people being excited for 3D. Even though I don't know anybody that currently likes them. <laughs> Yeah. If they even if they did at the time, they don't anymore. Yeah. Or the people I do were like, man, fuck yeah, Avatar. And I'm like, have you watched it? Or like, when, how old were you when it came out? Oh, it was 10. Yeah. Have I, you I, watched I, it recently? No. You're always sort of surprised at the end of the day. I mean, but I don't know. I, we'll see. It's it's bound. One of them's bound to come out sooner or later. 
It'll eventually come out. It'll eventually come out. James Cameron will be long dead, and Disney will completely own the rights to it and be just, like, just just like Trump's theory with Corona, that it'll be gone. Eventually, he'll be right. Yeah. Eventually, Avatar two it. will come out. He just keep saying it. Avatar seven will make its way to <laughs> theaters. Eventually, it'll happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll be. I'll, I, I, it's gonna be very exciting to see that how that all works out in the end. Because James Cameron is putting a lot into it. He's putting everything. He's kind of. He's kind of putting his career on the line at this point. He's kind like, of like alienated himself from reality yeah, to make these movies. Yeah, he's really putting. It sucks. He's, I mean, he's really demonstrating how out of touch he, did, he is. Yeah, he, well, it's funny too because he's clearly not. It's just when it comes mm. to his own art, he is. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what yeah, I meant. yeah, because like he not, had that. Not in reality. He had that. Art wise, yeah, he had that documentary series about sci fi films and he put a oh, book yeah. out and stuff, and it's all captivating. He's such a smart man, he, he is. And I he love understands, anything he says, and he understands the art of sort of making a film, especially mm-hmm. a sci fi mm-hmm. movie. Uh, he understands sci fi better than kind of a lot of other yeah. people, well, that yeah, are it, even making sci fi these days, yeah. And, and his, his perspective is always yeah. very cool and he's very yeah. honest about stuff and he's diplomatic so, about how he says things, yeah. even if it's negative, you know. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, so, I love listening yeah, to him, yeah. So it's so weird to see him just like, but in this, in this particular segment, this avatar situation, <laughs> he's just like completely detached from reality on what the avatar is anymore, yeah. And, and I can't tell if it's like, you know, how like people online get mad when people don't like like you know Donald Trump gets the Clinton it's the haters kind of thing oh yeah I feel like like he's deluded himself to thinking that the people talking smack about his movie are just haters at this point like uh, because I mean it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time it can't yeah. be that bad but it's like yeah well McDonald's has sold five billion cheeseburgers it's, yeah I and mean, after a certain point when you're James Cameron that's all you have to go off of yeah. you know although I saw a thing with him and it was the 10 year anniversary and he's like yeah the movie doesn't have the impact it used to but it's still worth a watch which I thought was yeah. a lot for him certainly you know? still not worth a watch but. no it's not but I mean he was saying that it wasn't as good anymore which I thought was which uh, I thought was kind of interesting yeah. I don't f- know what he meant exactly I inserted my own <laughs> meaning into that but. number five was Ice Age Continental Drift Oh god, I, th- I think I've seen the I've seen the first one. I know. Me and my dad saw like the first four in theaters. It just became a thing, and just, we kind of stopped going. Just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, I think it's just one of those. Like, okay, well, that's enough of this. <laughs> They're not like the first one's fine. It's yeah. a cute little animated movie. Totally, Even the yeah. second one's okay. Mm. Like, god. Uh, number six, Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. Oh, so the, the final one is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen those. I know. Uh, number seven, The Amazing Spider Man. The oh, Garfield the first reboot. The first reboot. Reboot number one. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, I've seen that. It's, it's okay. It's I like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. He does a really good job at being mm. Peter Parker. I've seen him in um, Social Network, and that's about it. He was good though. He was, he was very good. Yeah, I, I thought he was like it's 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 okay. It's you know it's. A two is miserable. Uh, two is genuinely it's like the, the, the first contemporary movie that Jan, James Gandolfini's ever been in. I mean, uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yeah, yeah. where he plays Rhino, <laughs> Russian yeah. gangster. That, that's a joke of ours with Paul Giamatti. He only does movies uh, that are uh, period pieces. Period pieces. He won't be in anything that takes yeah. place now. Yeah, uh, he he of course has, but not very often. It's 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 wild <laughs> that it's like that Spider Man. Sony's relationship with Spider-Man is the craziest thing on the planet <laughs> and in terms of like filmmaking and it's yeah, like yeah. they keep trying to do their own shit while also trying to maintain other like during this because remember the Spider-Man when Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out they were still playing it's like we're gonna do a Venom movie oh, we're gonna yeah. do a Sinister Six movie we're gonna do uh, a uh, Women of Sp- Spider-Man movie 
movie. <laughs> we got a cartoon in the works. And then, like, the, then, like, the Marvel deal came into play. Mm. And then it was like, oh, we're still doing all that other stuff. But then we're also doing this Spider-Man. And our stuff isn't even connected <laughs> to this one. And you're like, well, then why make it? Because, like, it's the Spider-Man stuff without Spider-Man is weird. Like, the Venom yeah. movie exists in this universe without Spider-Man. Although, technically, it can be Spider-Man. Yeah. Because they moved. I feel like that's why they moved it to the West Coast. Uh, because it takes place in, like, San Francisco. That way, there's a reason why Spider-Man's not there. Mm. You don't have to mention him because you're on the exact opposite coast, so you could like always have it like come back to being in the proper universe with Peter Parker existing. Yeah. It just sucks to have a Venom that doesn't have the sort of antagonistic attitude. Because the reason why the Venom works is because Eddie Brock hates Peter Parker, oh, yeah. and the Venom hates Peter Parker, oh, yeah. and so you get the both two together, and it's like. You know, they both want... Because Venom Venom doesn't really hate Peter Parker. It just almost loves Peter Parker too much and mm. feels betrayed by Peter Parker. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so it wants to kill Peter Parker and Eddie Brock wants to kill Peter Parker. So you have this... And, like, you know, it sucks that they get rid of that. And, I saw five seconds of that movie because I uh, <laughs> I was in a movie theater and um, the movie I saw was in their big, big screen. So I just walked in to look at it. It was that movie and he was on a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I saw that. I saw those five I, seconds. I really like that movie. I want to see it as Tim It's I kind of got uh, Tom Hardy'd out. I still <laughs> Which like is funny him, because he's only been in like four movies. He's been <laughs> in so many movies. <laughs> that Capone movie he's in is crap. No, I, 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 that Venom movie is great because um, it understands what Venom is. Oh, Venom is this loud, obnoxious '90s franchise, <laughs> and it's dumb, and it realizes that it's dumb, oh, and. Yeah. I, I think Tom Hardy's the only one that realizes that it's dumb too. That's what you said. He's in a different movie. He's in a different else. movie than everyone else in that movie, and it's great. Um, he's in the right movie while everyone else is trying to make an MCU movie. Um, trying to make their careers. Yeah. Well, Tom, <laughs> Tom Hardy's the guy his career. Yeah. Tom Hardy's like, I'm good. I've, this is great. And he's he's great. I love his Eddie Brock in it. I don't know what his accent is in that movie. He's doing something, he's, and it's unclear. He's got a strange ring to his voice sometimes not all the time yeah. but sometimes he has a little it's, yeah. it's kind of like the Bane voices yeah. to the max but <laughs> I've seen it in other things and I'm like uh, kind of, I don't I know what I watched help. but his voice was really annoying I can't help it every time the uh, the one line in Mad Max where he's like that's bait <laughs> it's just uh. like burned into my brain the way he delivers bait is, <laughs> but yeah no, uh, I was like he said something in Mad Max <laughs> yeah one of his like three lines um, but uh, no I, yeah I really like the Venom movie uh, it's, it's stupid and it's perfect for me. I think that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll, and then when it comes on Netflix, watch it. I'm not I, fucking paying for it. Who knows? <laughs> who knows when that's gonna because like yeah, yeah. that's confusing because like again it's a Sony movie so yeah. even though it's like yeah. Uh, number eight was Madagascar 3 Europe's Most Wanted. <laughs> I've not seen those. Yeah, never. My father-in-law loves to sing the song from that. It comes up a lot. Uh, number nine was The Hunger Games. The first one? Yes. That movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> it was so fucking handheld I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. Uh, and, and, number... and as we've talked before that I want to drown um, yeah. whatever her name is. <laughs> you just absolutely <laughs> I can't remember not... her name. You will Jennifer not... Lawrence. Yeah, I want to drown not... her in the toilet. <laughs> Full of flush, shit. Flush her right down the pipes. And number ten wrapping out the year of movies is Men in Black 3. 
I have seen it. I want to see it. You, you loved it. Uh, no, I didn't, it. I didn't like it when I saw it in theaters, although it did make me cry. <laughs> You're like, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it had a good ending. And then I saw it again later. And I was like, you know what? I was it's so, little, so bad no, it made you cry. No, yeah, no. It had a good, nice emotional ending. And then mm. I rented it later and mm. I watched it again. I was like, you know what? I was a little hard on this movie. This mm. movie's better than I gave it credit for. It's so, exceptionally better than Men in Black 2. That goes without saying. Anything's better than Men in Black 2. Uh, Dark Knight Rises became the 30th highest grossing film of all time that year. Who uh, cares Sky- about 30? We only care about the top two. <laughs> yeah, uh, Skyfall became the 28th highest I was surprised movie that movie was so big. I mean, not because I didn't like it, but just out of all the Bond movies, you know, it's pretty, <laughs> they're pretty much, you know, the same, basically. And for some reason, that one just, like, skyrocketed, <laughs> which was pretty funny. It was the, uh, Hunger Games was the first movie to place number one at the box office for four weeks. Oh, yeah? Since Avatar. All goes back to Avatar. Avengers, uh, eighth highest grossing film of all time. Mm. Uh, With their 3D re-releases, two films achieved new milestones. Titanic reached $2.186 billion, becoming the second film to surpass surpass the $2 billion mark following Avatar. Avatar, of course. Uh, And also reaching 1.027 billion dollars as its 3D re-release of Star Wars Episode 1 The Phantom Menace. Jeez. So, pushed pushed uh, the re-release pushed it over a billion dollars. So, there you it's go. It's all about that re-release. <laughs> I always do love it when it's kind of a cumulative uh box office success. I mean it makes sense of course, but it's kind of funny. It's like in 2012, 2012 is where the like blockbuster made its huge return because four movies uh, mm. crossed billion dollars that year. Jeez. That's the first time four movies in a single year have crossed that threshold. Jeez. So that's incredible. That's 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 absolutely insane. And uh, killing softly was not one of them. No, no. <laughs> it uh, did it did do uh, very successfully though for for, for, all for making its money back. Yeah, yeah. which is I, I feel like uh, I remember Ridley Scott said this when I think he got the Golden Globe for The Martian. I don't know if that was this year or whatever, but mm. around this time, and he was talking about. He's like, talking about how well movies have been doing overall. He's like, I know we've been kind of caught in this race of, like, who's making the most money. He's like, but we've all been doing pretty well. He's like, so let's, we should, you know, not forget that. Because I remember it used to just kind of be about if movies made their money back, and now it's about the biggest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying, because it's like, yeah, if you make your money back, and theoretically, you can make another one, and people will come back and see it. Well, the movies that it opened up with... Killing Him Softly opened up with yeah. where, uh, The Collection which is a sequel to the movie The Collector which was the guy with tying his yeah, yeah. Uh, that was originally a prequel to Saw like the original script was designed to be a Saw prequel to of The Collector so I think it tells you what I was actually looking at the Saw movies yesterday <laughs> like I think I was I don't know what the hell I was trying to find but I was like how many of these fucking movies are there and I was like which one's which I remember when they came up with Saw 3D and everybody was confused they're like wait is this the first one re-released in 3D because it wasn't called like Saw 8 or whatever yeah (laughs) which is it's like them and Fast and the Furious like you don't have the smartest fan base but you have the most confusing fucking titles (laughs) uh yeah, nothing, like, it's funny, not, not a lot of huge things opened up around it. Like, mm. a couple of, like, let's see, it opened the 30th. On the 21st, Life of Pi opened. Oh, which is a big, I don't know if it was successfully big. I mean, financially big, but I know yeah. everybody was talking about it. That Red Dawn oh. movie finally came out. Oh, yeah. What they do? They switched it from the Koreans to the Russians or something? I, like, I think they switched it from North Korea to, like, a generic Russian, uh, or not Russian, Asian uh, militant group. Was that after uh, Kim Jong-il wanted to kill uh, Seth Rogen? I mean, I, Seth- I think it was. It, 
I, it was like the same sort of time frame where it was yeah. like, uh, like don't piss off Korea. Yeah, I, I watched Team America a while ago, but I was like, whew, they want to make this anymore. Like yeah. this goes after their dictators pretty hard. Yeah, uh, Rise of the Guardians, that owl movie. Oh, the I remember that has a subtitle. It's like Rise of the Guardians, the Ghost of Gahul or something. I that doesn't have that on the poster. It doesn't. I thought it did. I, I unless there was a sequel that I don't know about. Oh, I thought I thought it was. Legend of Gahul or something. Yeah. Just a... Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the, the owl one, right? That's not the owl one, is it? No, that's not the owl one. Remember the one with the owls that Zack Snyder did? Yeah. Yeah, that was... And that Hitchcock movie with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, I know he's crappy. Don't tell me about it. <laughs> oh, I was... Um, I keep forgetting to tell you this. I had a good nerd moment. Uh-oh. I was wearing my Jaws t-shirt, which I've never gotten a comment on. My Jar Jar shirt gets comments constantly. And uh, I was in Cannon Beach in Oregon. And I was walking down the street, and there was this guy, he looked very much like me, big, fat, bald, red beard, <laughs> clearly a nerd, and he was wearing a Hitchcock t-shirt of just Hitchcock's face. And I, and I pointed at him and gave him the thumbs up, because, you know, we're all wearing masks, so, yeah. you know, can't get any facial recognition. <laughs> and then he pointed at me and gave me the thumbs up. <laughs> so it was, a good, it was a good nerd moment for both of us to have. Um. Yeah, yeah, I don't really want to watch biographies or, you know... Yeah. I mean, sometimes if I really don't know the story, I, like I tried to watch Cap- Chappaquiddick because I didn't know about that, and then yeah. I don't give a shit if a Kennedy can't run for president because he accidentally murdered somebody, <laughs> if not on purpose. And I was like, okay, I mean, I could have just read this article and been fine with it. And, I mean, you know, sometimes you get a good story like Goodfellas or something out of it. and Yeah. But, or, like I said, if I just have no knowledge of the situation whatsoever. But, <laughs> or, you know, it can just be a good movie, but I, I, I tend not to go for those. Even though I might, you know, we'll probably watch them, probably like them, but yeah, <laughs> I do get obsessed on what is actually true and what isn't true. <laughs> and then, of course, the really cool part is not what actually happened. Yeah, remember the movie Men of Honor with um, Cuba Gooding Jr. and De Niro? Oh yeah. The coolest part is like when he's underwater and like the old scuba. Yeah. And that didn't actually happen. <laughs> it was like the, the most fascinating, maybe not the most fascinating, but a very cool part. So Cuba Gooding Jr. trying to have a career after. Yeah. Jerry Maguire. Yeah. So let, let's look at let's look at these F movies that we're talking about. Oh, good. The what, what I call them? these are the cinema scores that have the highest the low. These are all movies rated F by audiences. Yes, yes. Uh, the most recent one is a movie called The Turning. Uh, it came out this year. Oh. Um, it's an adaption. The movie uh, came out this year. <laughs> surprising. <laughs> it's it's an adaption of uh, a movie called uh, The Turn of the or a book called The Turn of the Screw, which. The next season of Haunting of Hill House is going to be based off of. Bly Hathor or whatever? Yeah. That's what it's going to be based on. I actually uh, just read about that. Because I I wasn't sure if the uh, same cast was going to be in or not. And a couple of them are. It's like Elliot from E.T., the one who was on heroin, and this Betneck sister. Yeah. It's a, I thought about watching that show again because it's fucking good. It's a, it's a re, it's a really bad uh, the the, the, the turning. Here. No, the short story is fine. They're, oh, the turning. Is oh, really okay. Bad. It's very bad. As a horror person, you, I like to see horror stuff. And, uh, mm. It's 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 it sucks. It sucks a lot. Uh, another another one from this year too. There's another F this year, and it's The Grudge. They put out a new Grudge this year. Was it a sequel or a remake? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that um, thing. Uh, it did, uh, it, it, like, debuted well. Yeah. But, like, everyone saw it and was like, this movie sucks ass. Don't go see this. And so everyone stopped seeing it. So it's terrible. It's a, if it has a fan base, you're definitely going to get stronger reactions, you know? Yeah. 
That's what I've noticed. Like uh, my thing on IMDb is if it's under a five, I won't watch it because I've never seen anything good. But I have. But the movie Domino, Brian De Palma's newest movie, was really cool. There was a couple dumb things in it. It didn't derail the movie for me. There was like there's this weird chase where he jumps. It's also on Netflix. There's this weird chase where he he, he he's watching this guy and they're like on what are those um. What are those where they have the bricks laying on top of each other? Like in the Lost World, remember she's on them and she's falling on the raptor and it's like the Chinese style house roofs. Oh, yeah. Where the bricks are laid on top yeah. of each other. Anyways, they're on. The guy escapes and obviously you could just go into the other side of the building <laughs> or wait till the guy falls over. But no, he jumps out on the roof to chase him. It's a cool scene, but you're like, why would he jump out on there? <laughs> but anyways, that has, that has like a four something. But again, Brian De Palma, so of course the expectations are a little bit higher. <laughs> and like with sequels and stuff and. Five seems to be where <laughs> to love it or hate it because yeah. you get people that really hate it or people that love it. Oh, so. That's right down the middle out of a ten star thing. It's right down the middle. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're, every, they're, they're usually crap. Everyone's voting some, at a ten or a one, and yeah, exactly, yeah. get in the middle. Yeah, so they're usually crap if they're in the fives. But yeah. you, there's some of my favorites are are in there. Uh, next one on this list is Mother from 2017. It is the Jennifer Lawrence Javier Bardem. Uh, I remember Bible movie. Yeah, uh, I remember that movie was all the rage for about two weeks. I saw it. I I, I I saw it through nefarious means because I was like, this movie sounds abysmal. I have to see it. Yeah, and I always like it because you'll still see people like people just didn't understand. It's like no, people understood pretty well. He beat you over the head with the subtlety, yeah. quote and quote subtlety of all of the religious iconography going on in that movie. They understood. A baby gets sucked. eaten in that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I don't like Aronofsky because, yeah, he beats you over the head with everything. Yeah. He's not subtle, and no. he's kind of like P.T. Anderson, where he's just kind of goes for it for the sake of going for it, and then just likes to be weird or fucked up or whatever. Not really story-driven, it's just kind of doing it to do it driven. Yeah. Uh, the Darkness, which is another one of those, it's a, they get they get haunted by a ghost at the Grand Canyon, basically. It's a bad movie. <laughs> the Grand Canyon? Yeah, they go on a vacation to the Grand Canyon, and then shit goes crazy. And that's the it's a it's a it's a, it's a horror movie from 2016. It's got three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which that's that's when you that's when it's when Rotten Tomatoes are like that. It's uh, pretty obvious. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, number from 2012. And these are going in reverse mm, orders. So mm. We started at 2020, and we're going backwards mm. here. Uh, the Devil Inside. Uh, there's, there's so many of those Exorcist yeah, movies; it's yeah. hard to keep up with yeah, them. Yeah, and that's that was definitely one of those Exorcist movies. <laughs> um, uh, and it's that one's like, uh, like a mom murders people following an exorcism, and then like investigating like exorcisms done without permission, kind of thing. It's like a, it's the rogue exorcism unit. Yeah. Uh, here's number 2012, also 2012, Killing Them Softly. <laughs> Which um, seems so out of place with yeah. these movies. Because this movie, I don't understand, like, I cannot, I, I don't understand what the audience is. Like, yeah. it's not even like there was expectations going into it. Like, it's a Brad Pitt movie, but the, yeah. but Brad Pitt's been in bad movies. Yeah, 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 and, he's been and in, just kind of weird, yeah. kind of not Like, there's nothing overtly negative about this movie, other than maybe <clears throat> you want a little more plot. Or yeah, something like that, and, and and like just like I don't understand the f for this one. Yeah, like like you said, you're like it's a good movie. You'll probably yeah. never watch it again, but yeah. there's nothing hateable. 2011, you have Silent House, uh, which is another one of the it's an Elizabeth Olsen movie. Who's that? 
Oh, is that the the one that was in Godzilla? She's in uh, she's the Scarlet Witch in the Marvel movies, and she's the third Olsen sister. Yeah, yes, yeah, she was in the Godzilla movie. Yeah, uh, the first one. Yeah, I, I was guess, gonna say the bad one, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, and like her and her dad get trapped in a lake haunted lake house and I don't it's I, it's dumb uh, the 2009's Cameron Diaz James Marsden uh, film The Box oh yeah with Frank Langella yeah hey she pushed his button <laughs> give a million bucks it's like Hellraiser but yeah no. but without any sort of like real <laughs> like Hellraiser but not really good yeah I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I watched it once a few months ago, and I was like, oh, that movie's really good. Hellraiser's oh, great. That yeah. first Hellraiser's really good. Second one, not so much. Oh, the, rest, the rest are varying degrees of terrible. Yeah. First uh, one was really good. I was very surprised. I like getting into deep, the deeper ones because they're bad, but they're like that. They're the, they're the kind of bad where you're like, <laughs> 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 not that. D- digital Hellraiser? Yeah, the internet Hellraiser. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I was very surprised. That's what got me to watch um, Nightbreed. Yeah. And I want to see his other movie, Lords of Illusion, but it's not on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> or Amazon. Yeah. Uh, 2008's Disaster Movie. Oh, God, those movies. They had yeah. such a string of, like, knockoff spoof movies where it's yeah. like, like with Spaceballs, Mel Brooks kind of waited a long yeah, time. Like, there was even, a lot of sci-fi to draw. Well, even, even the first scary movie is all right. Yeah. That's it, a good movie. Yeah. There was a lot of movies yeah. to draw, and yeah. then they do it for a movie that's popular for like, or a yeah. style that's popular for like two months. And then I don't even know spook. what they were like a disaster movie because like two thousand eight, what were they like making fun of? <laughs> like, because th- that's like disaster movies weren't at their peak then. No, just, exactly. And according to this, it also made fun of Juno and Hancock. <laughs> yeah, you're just throwing darts at anything yeah. that's kind of popular. And Kim Kardashian was in it. Oh God. Two thousand and sevens. I know who killed me. Is that with uh, what's her face? I know who I know who's in it, but you can't Lindsay just. Lohan. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes, I did see that one. That is was one it, mess of a movie. Is that the one that Paul Schreider did? I don't remember. He did a movie with her. Oh, I think it was later. Remember, he did a a movie with her and some dude who used to be or is currently a porn star. His okay. name's like James, not James Woods, but uh, uh, <laughs> James, be, James Dean or something. Yeah, probably spelled weird. Yeah. James Woods, like I guess yeah. that is kind of a porn star. Now. Yeah, he's like, you want to get fucked? You want to <laughs> fucking get fucked? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna fuck you right now. <laughs> I do not like this. <laughs> this is James Woods all aggressive, <laughs> freaking out. Uh, I think he's banned on Twitter now. So Is he, oh yeah, I, I always love it because uh, he'll say something about Trump, then Trump will uh, say like, "You're absolutely right," and he's like, "Thank you, Mr. President." <laughs> Just a, a, a yes man. Uh, oh, I remember when 9/11 happened, and James Woods was all over CNN. I'm like, so you're saying you didn't forget 9/11? I didn't forget 9/11, and uh, and James Woods was on there. I'm like, why the hell is James Woods on here? So, do you remember his story with 9/11? No, absolutely okay. not. So he was on a plane, and he saw these very suspicious characters. <laughs> And he reported it, and I don't know if anything, you know, went through, or if they ignored him, like, oh, James Woods, you're just an actor. Or if, you know, things were starting, but those were the guys who ran the plane in there, and James, I don't know if James Woods was like, I could have prevented this, or I think they were just scrambling for news, and they're like, who knows anything about this? James Woods like, I know. (laughs) I would like to, and you're almost almost certain that James Woods is just, knowing what we know now about James Woods, like, you're full of shit, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) He did go out with, um... Her face from Blade Runner, um, yeah. the crazy ass girl. Yeah, well, uh, it was almost Catwoman. The only thing that's the only thing that's uh, Sean Young. Yeah, 
the only thing that really sticks out to me is uh, for James Woods is this time where he was working at the Quickie Mart. <laughs> but, <laughs> when he's cleaning up the microwave and he's like, God damn motherfucking cheese. <laughs> and just like beeps him out and he's yeah. like, cheese. <laughs> oh no, I, I know. Once Upon a Time in America. No, he, he's a great actor. I like him. Uh, uh, 2006's movie Bug starring Michael Sh- Shannon and Ashley Judd. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't a, see it, but I know it. Michael, just, I, I love Michael Shannon. Like, there's like a bug infestation in their house, and it's unclear if it's like real or not. That's all I remember about the movie. I think William Friedkin might have done that movie. No, 2006, also home to The Wicker Man, starring <laughs> Nicolas Cage. I, I, I tried to watch the original, didn't like it, and I was like, well, if this is the original, then the Nick Cage one has to be really, really bad. Oh, the Nick, <laughs> Nick Cage one's very bad, but it's incredibly watchable because yeah. it's silly. Yeah, and it's like. Like, if you watch it from the angle of Nicolas Cage realizes this is bad and is just kind of having some fun with it. Because, like, there's things that happen in that movie that, like, eh, no. Even Nicolas Cage, who, like. We, we all know what Nicolas Cage we, we, we know who he is. We know what he's capable of. There are times in that movie where he's doing weird stuff. And you're like, you would only make this choice if you were doing this for, like, some of his line deliveries or, like, him punching women constantly throughout ah. that movie. Like, there's, like, this early scene where, like, these women have, like, this bag that clearly has a body in it. And he's like, oh, so what's in the bag? Is it a shark or something? And it's just like, what? A shark or something? What the? There's no references to sharks at any point throughout the movie other and than And that. he's not joking? No! <laughs> like, there's gotta be a shark in there. Yeah. And, like, when they're putting the bees on him and he's giving <laughs> his like, whole screaming about the bees and stuff, it's, like, the, the way he delivers those lines is not in agony, but yeah. just, like, this is gonna, this is, people are gonna remember this. Oh, yeah. It'd be funny. He's like, is there a shark in there? It's like, no. Barracuda, then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number, no, uh, 2000, I don't want to give numbers, but I'm going by years here. Is it in the shark genus? Yeah. <laughs> is, is it a, is it, is it in any way aquatic? <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, it's a dead body. Jesus Christ. Leave us alone, Nicholas Cage. Is it a mammal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is it a marsupial? <laughs> just, yeah, this scene just goes on for like 45 minutes of him playing with thousand questions. And, uh, number 2005, I always, like I said, I want to do these by number, but I'm going by reverse year, so I always want Number five. No, wait, no, 2005. Oh, yeah. Uh, based on popular video game, Alone in the Dark, the movie Alone in the Dark, starring Tara Reid. Oh, Directed by infamous director Uwe Boll. <laughs> Never made a good movie in his entire life. No. Also, 2005, you have Wolf Creek. I don't even think he's seen a good movie. <laughs> I, I really can't imagine him. Like, I remember him, like, he's threatened a lot of, like, critics to boxing matches. Yeah, boxing matches. It's like, well, obviously, if you're starting it, he, you, you're really strong and have boxed before, so I'll get my ass kicked. He kick. put out a version of... The Postal or something? No... I can't remember what it is now, but there was like blood vein. Yes, yeah, blood rain. Little blood rain. Yeah, no, but he did like a movie. Was it? He did like a like the funny version. Like released a version of one of his movies. It was like the funny version, and it's like like just like really interstitial. Like I, I okay, now I have to look it up. Yeah, I, I know he sucks. Yeah, the, the only time I can remember a celebrity um, challenging another celebrity to a boxing match was um. Scott Stapp of Creed, yeah. Creed, Creed um, 
<laughs> challenge Fred Durst to a boxing match. I don't yeah. remember what their uh, their thing was, but obviously Fred Durst wasn't happy with Creed. Oh yeah, it was the House of the Dead adaption, House of the Dead funny version, and so he did it twice because I think he also did um, he did a version of um, Blood Rain, where he mm. reshot Blood Rain scene for scene, mm. but with reshot a, it, but with a fat woman. And called it Blubberella. Oh, wow. Yeah. How does this guy get money? <laughs> uh, people think that he is some sort of scam artist. That he's sort of like... Him like, and Tommy Wiseau were in league yeah, and laundering like, money. Like he's clearly got some sort of like... Something going on. But yeah, he did like this House of the Dead funny version. And it's just like... Was it just a re-edit? Yeah. Okay. Re-edit and like funny sound effects and like outtakes replace normal scenes and he does like a commentary track where he's making fun of his own movie and stuff and it's just like he doesn't know anything about anything it just puts a lot of farting and banana slip yep. just burr. yeah and, you know like slide whistles yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah so yeah wolf creek i only remember the title i don't remember anything about but apparently wolf it's a, creek. backpackers get stuck in the australian outback with a sheriff who turns out to be a psychopath so that has an F score. That, that's 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 a compelling uh, plot description, but yeah. Outback is no place to be stuck. So. No, no, no. Two thousand and three's in the cut. Oh God, with, I saw that movie with Ruffles and Meg Ryan. Yep, that was where I first was introduced to Ruffles. I really wanted to walk out of the movie, and my friend won it, and I was like, "This movie fucking sucks." There's well, like a lot of red herrings in it. Yeah. And, I don't know if Meg Ryan was transitioning to the face that is formerly Meg Ryan. Or, I do like that this not. picture that they have on there has Meg Ryan with her back to you. So <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, I remember I, I kind of hated Ruffles for a long time because he was only yeah. associated with that movie. Yeah. Remember there was uh, an extended cut and I think you saw a penis in it or oh, something? It's like that. Uh, the weird sex scene where she ties him to the pole in the middle of the apartment. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It was a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> that was like my level of terrible movie for a long time. That was 2003. That was... Senior year of high school. Uh, 2002 had fear.com. Yeah, that was the one I remembered. Yeah. Or, or, like the website in the movie is like fear.com.com. So technically the movie is fear.com.com. Dot uh, com power. Yeah. Uh, detectives investigate deaths seemingly connected to people logging onto a website. <laughs> They're like, let's cash in on this internet fad. Yeah. Uh, Solaris. Oh, yeah. Is on here. with yeah. uh, It's a George Clooney movie in a space station with, like, a new planet. Yep. George yeah. Clooney vehicle. It's yeah. a remake of the Russian one. Yeah. Which I've never seen. But. Uh, Dr. T and the Women has an F. <laughs> I think that has an actual birth in it. I don't, I don't know how much you see. Yeah. But I, I remember hearing that. It's got... Yeah. I could see it. For like, some reason, I had it in my mind that I hated Richard Gere. I, I don't know why. <laughs> and then I watched something, and I was like, I love this guy. Like, why did I think I hated him? Maybe because Sly hates him. <laughs> Whatever Sly thinks, I'm yeah. going to think. I'm going to think what Sly thinks. I'll side with Sly. I'm going to side with Sly in any argument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no matter I, what. I remember Dr. T and the Women being a big movie. I'll change my out. views to be with Sly. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was a big one? I remember being like, there was a lot of talk about it when it came Maybe out. because of that fucking birth scene. Yeah, well, it's because it was... It was a weird, like... Maybe your mom was into Richard Gere, no, so... No, no. <laughs> and a Richard Gere calendar. Yeah. No. I, I can't... My mom has never been much of a movie watcher. She just likes... Yeah. She just likes those shitty thrillers for the most part. <laughs> no like, fear. No fear. Like, The Glass House and stuff like that. 
I told my mom because I was looking through like movies that were recently added and I saw Domestic Disturbance was recently added to like one of those like Amazon or something and I was like you I, I remember you liking this movie uh, have you seen that movie I have seen that movie I love that movie it's because it's so terrible it's, it's the best scene if, if you've never seen Domestic Disturbance you need to treat yourself <laughs> it, it's Vince Vaughn yes and, and John Travolta, John, John, John Travolta. <laughs> and this kid. I know that th- those, you hear those two names, and you're already all yeah. on, on board. It, I think Diane Lane. I think that sounds. Right. And there's this great scene because Vince is the stepdad. Is it the baseball scene? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's playing catch with this kid, and they're trying to relate. And Vince gets accuses the kid of uh, throwing him some wild pitches. Yeah. And then Vince gets, Vince gets really mad at him, and he like throws the mitt down, and he's like, "Pick it up" or something like that, and he leaves, and it's. Oh, it's so funny. That, that is a weird movie because when you see the preview, none of it is in the fucking movie. Like, I don't know. And, and Oh, and there's another great story with that movie. Um, so, oh, Steve Buscemi is also in it. Yeah. And it has a good director. or You know, he's mostly made a good movie. Harold Becker or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so they were in a bar wherever they made it. Vince and Steve Buscemi got in a fight with some bumpkins. And uh, I don't think they got arrested or Buscemi has a scar or something yeah. from it. I have a whole story that goes along with that that I made up, but I'm not going to go into it. Now. <laughs> yeah, this is, a, this is a fanfic website. <laughs> just Steve, Steve, some guy bumping up with Steve Buscemi. Just you got a fucking problem? Most <laughs> <laughs> unthreatening man in the world, Steve yeah. Buscemi. Yeah, like, like Steve Buscemi and Elijah Wood, like two people that oh, yeah, you yeah. couldn't say anything to you yeah. that you would take serious. That would be threatening. <laughs> it's like you want to say that to my fucking face? <laughs> and just like Vince Vaughn, just trying to defuse the situation by being charming, funny. Vince Vaughn yeah. does his uh, so fake f- laugh. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny to see like Vince Vaughn in that movie is like going above and beyond to be the biggest dick in the world, and just it's to be so evil, just pure evil to, for no reason. Either. No, no, no. <laughs> just, I, I have a feeling they shot that movie and it was good or at least better and then the studio made them reshoot it because like I said when you see that fucking preview like yeah. there's a scene where they're in a garage I think and it's flooded <laughs> or a boathouse and they're fighting and that is not in the movie yeah <laughs> it's like this big action piece and that's not in the movie release the Snyder cut of, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, domestic, disturbance. domestic disturbance the Becker cut yeah if I'm remembering that name right uh 2000 had the movie Lost Souls uh was that what Who's in that? I, I remember. Is that, is that is that Padme? I can't tell. That's Padme. No, that's Winona Ryder. That's Winona Ryder. I can't yeah. tell. Like from that picture, it's like yeah. two thousand. It could be either of them. Yeah, it could be anybody. Uh, a Catholic school teacher finds a journalist who she believes is the Antichrist. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. Uh, two thousand <laughs> also had lucky numbers. Oh, also was John Travolta. Yeah, a high energy weatherman and jet ski dealer played by John Travolta tries to rob his state's lottery winnings after he finds out his house is in foreclosure. Lisa Kudrow. Yeah. Her attempt after friends to be in anything. Eye of the Beholder, 1999. Ewan McGregor had two movies in 1999. Oh, Ashley Judd? Yes. Yeah, okay. I love all this knowledge of movies that I've never seen, never will see. <laughs> it's 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 not as um it's not as strong as it used to be, but yeah. And that's it. That's the. That's the, I, I, as far the as I can tell. That's the first F is from Cinema Scores. Eye of the Beholder. <laughs> it seems like uh, the ones recently are definitely more deserving. I, I haven't seen those movies. But. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it, it's sort of like some of those because, like, and here's our special guest host, our editor, <laughs> the cat, our executive producer, the cat. Yeah. She, she hasn't disturbed us in a while. No, she's only been a domestic disturbance in the early days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know some of those ones those early on the list like 
should never have, like, there's a movies that never should have been in theaters. <laughs> there's a place for those kind of shitty horror movies, oh, and it's yeah. not in theaters. Uh, it should yeah. never go to fan reaction. Well, like, I, I remember you said, um, uh, with the red box, you thought it was going to kill straight to video, and you're like, it just made it even bigger. Yeah, double, but, just tripled it up. And even now with streaming, yeah. like, straight to video shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of it. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that just sort of exist that would never see the light of day, but, like, now with everyone needs content so just scoop up as much as you can and yeah. drop it on a platform yeah whether it be good or bad who cares yeah we just need content 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 is king which i hate and it's the old days where i mean it I'm makes just... it harder and harder to like find anything yes it does so it's i well i miss when there was only you know so many studios yeah. and you know and I don't know if uh, chances are they were going to be good, but the chances were way better because yeah. you had so many filters and the yeah. the talent had to be so high, and now you can just do fucking everything. I mean, now everyone. I don't, I don't even tell you the list of movies I try to watch. Sometimes I'll try five movies and they'll suck. Of course, I'm a harsh critic, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's so but many like, movies. I think, and it's so easy to make a movie on your own now. Like, yep. it's editing software is a couple hundred bucks. Yep. You can get a get a camera that shoots in 4K for you know yeah. less than a thousand dollars. You know, back in the day, you, like you don't really need a whole. You, you know, you have, you, you know, you you get a small loan and you can make a movie. Yeah, and it's you know it's easier to make horror movies and anything else because it's sort of built into the fan base of yeah. like low budget's not a. Uh, not a you know bad quality necessarily. A lot of yeah. people like the low budget stuff because if you're trying, if you're intentionally trying to make something as you know a movie, uh, you will work well within the restraints of yeah. that low budget. You're never going to lament not having that money. But if you're not really, if you're just trying to make it, if you're just I'm, I want to make it into movies and this is your first attempt and like you're kind of lamenting not having the budget, so yeah. like your low quality stuff, you're not putting your whole soul into like yeah yeah. So you know that's why some of those those like earlier like Sam Raimi movies and stuff are the way they are. Like, oh, yeah. They work out really well because yeah. you're putting a lot of yourself into it to try to make what you want yeah if, you, if you're smart enough to work within your limitations yeah. you can make a tiny budget look like a big budget yeah but like so many of these like low budget like horror movies in particular you see it particularly with horror movies and religious films do it a lot too where they're just like <laughs> yeah. super cheap budget and they like you know they don't spend the time or money to like have somebody go over a script do script doctoring or anything so you just end up with like this is like this reason why people don't like these movies is because they're bad movies yeah like there's there's definitely a market to make religious movies that are like family friendly yeah. that have the message that you want to have message but you don't have to make a bad movie yeah you can make a good movie but these people don't want to spend the money and they're not artists in any way shape or form and, and they're the not market so people yeah. will see it and there's a market for it and people do see them yeah you know there's there's websites dedicated to this and stuff it's like there's a way to make it you could you could you want to have crossover appeal technically what yeah. good is preaching to the choir yeah have crossover appeal you want people that aren't necessarily following your cause to see this but people don't want to see a bad movie yeah so you're making these bad movies and you know anyone can make a movie now so anyone can do that so you know it's unfair some of these cinema score stuff like you know that i'm trying the turning probably should never have been released in theaters it was never there was no any, well, any never reason. even made like even <laughs> made is one thing because anyone can make a movie and release yeah, especially that's, that's horror true. yeah especially horror but yeah i don't know it's 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 weird uh it's only gonna get worse yep. going forward because um, more and more channels pop up. More and more channels pop up. Or in this case, you see, like this was these were in theaters. Uh, coming real soon, we're going to have 
theaters opening with lack of content. Oh, yeah. So they're going to start filling in some gaps while studios start figuring out what they're going to do with movies that are done, that haven't released yet. Or maybe they did release digitally on a digital platform, and now that, well, you're not going to release this movie anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Milan is not going to really be coming out of theaters anymore or whatever. You know, you, you have guys like, you know, you have the people that are very dedicated, like is. Christopher Nolan will not release that movie digitally, period. Tenet's not. Tenet is coming out soon. Only a handful of people are going to be able to see it. Australia. Uh, and it's certainly like, there's like, you know, I think there's like 50 theaters in this country that you're going to be able to see it. He has strict guidelines about it. If, like, drive-in movies aren't allowed to show uh, it at all. Yeah. And things like that. So he's just, like, super strict. Oh, boy. Which is, which is pretty awesome, though. Yeah, I mean, like, there's no directors like that. But, like, at no, the same time... like, the only fucking at, at the same time, like... <laughs> at the same time, like, your movie's gonna hurt. Like, this, yeah. there's a lot of money put in this. And if nobody can go see it, it's going to affect stuff for you yeah. at a point. Like, I know, you, I know it's not ideal for people to get it at home right now. And yeah. It's designed to be certain in a certain way. But there becomes a point where... Uh, yeah. Everyone's kind of realizing it that this is. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know most, but a large part of the audience saw um, Inception for the first time at home. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many people see it for the first time? Yeah, you know, anyway. and, 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 and uh, yeah, it looks. His stuff is so visually striking almost every single time. Yeah, that that like seeing Inception in a theater is a different experience than seeing yeah. it at home. But it doesn't diminish your art. No. Especially now, all of us have 60-inch screens exactly, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, I was going to say, it's, it's not like the old days where if you did see it on VHS or even DVD yeah. for the first time, you're not really getting it all. Yeah. And now, I, yeah. you can't. What is it? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can like, get the... Chances are, most of us, a lot of us saw uh, at home, like, you know, uh, Batman Begins on, like, you know, that was like... Four, HD DVD? Yeah. 480i on DVD. Yeah. Uh, on a 32, 43-inch LCD screen or something. Yeah. Like, you know, there was no... That, that still movie still great. Like, it didn't yeah. damage anything. No, no, no. It's still one, of, still one of the biggest franchises that they've had got. That stuff just makes it better. It doesn't yeah. make you like your... It's not, ruining you, it's not going to ruin your art. I, I, no. And I'm sure, like... It's not like Fantasia, where they specifically mm. went out and, like... Put like special speakers in the theaters and stuff. Mm, yeah. Like the movie has to be seen this way. Like you're you're not doing anything weird with your movie. It's not doing that kind of thing with Tenet. We're talking about it's shot on film on yeah. IMAX, yeah. which is the superior format. Yeah. That's gonna make you love the movie. Yeah. Guess what? I'm going to see your movie. Chances are, I'm not going to be able to see that movie in theaters. Oh, yeah. uh, there, there's still in our area. Uh, there's not even an inkling of when the theaters are going to reopen. Here. <laughs> uh, I think I think one theater in Olympia is opening. And that's kind of it. It's not too far away. Yeah. Too far away for me to go drive down. Yeah, yeah. And when I have the lovely Netflix right in my house. Yeah, I was like, guess what? I'm still going to see that movie in 4K on a 60-inch screen when that comes out. And it'll look better because it'll be right there and, and it'll right be stretched out. <laughs> and I'm not going to have some guy that might be three martinis in uh, or the person in front of me with their cell phone. Because uh, you yeah. can't control human beings. Uh, yeah. My, my man, Not yet. Mr. Nolan. Yeah. If I could, though. <laughs> God willing, when I'm elected. <laughs> I can't tell you too much, but it's coming. <laughs> I'm working on it. But, all this extra time at home. <laughs> I don't even know where this rant came from at this point. We just started talking about this. Oh, yeah, movies and theaters. And oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, content, people... content and theater is going to start becoming real weird real soon. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, yeah, if you see the movie, you see the movie. And, and, and I don't want to... Christopher Nolan played sanctioned 
a, a viewing of Inception in Fortnite. You could go in the Fortnite mm. and watch Inception, and you're gonna be this hard ass about. <laughs> it's been ten years. Everyone's seen Inception. Inception by now, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's be interesting to see where the future of film lies. Yeah, I could definitely theaters. see theaters getting killed off. I yeah. mean, I, I, I like the theaters, but uh, you know, like you said, the douchebag on his phone. Yeah, well, that stuff never really bothers me. Mm. I think there's been a couple of times where it's I, I've had really bad experiences. But I, I focus on the bad, so yeah. if I hear something, I will not hear anything other than that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah, if you pick your times, you know, you go a weekday at ten o'clock or whatever, yeah. if, if you can, you know. Yeah. Don't that, go Saturday night. That's when all the it, douchebags yeah. comes up. Yeah. It's <laughs> not like that time I went to go teenagers. It's not like that time I went to go see King Kong and you almost oh. got me beat up. But, yeah, that's uh, true. That's for true. the most part, like I've never really had a super negative. Like a couple, but nothing. By and large, more good than bad. Um, I really miss going to see like the the weird shit like at the art house the- theater and, oh, that's right. and stuff. I oh, that's right, that. the fog. Yeah, this the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. and both of us. At, yeah. at this point, the last yeah. movie we both saw in theaters was the fog. That's right. The lost episode. You lost of, episode. Yeah. <laughs> lost episode. Well, now we kind of have podcast. a carpenter restart. So. Yeah, get a second they chance at carpenter. Yeah, they live. Or or Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows they live. Nobody knows Prince of Darkness. Yeah. I'd go Prince of Darkness or in, uh, in the Mouth of Madness. Oh yeah. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, next movie is one that I kind of forced oh. on you. I've wanted to see it. You've wanted to see it, and, I'm sh- and, and I've. And they have it on Amazon, but it's the two-hour version. It's the, and yeah. when the hour of the movie is missing, yeah. I, I figure that hour is pretty important. Five yeah. minutes, you know, not going to change the movie a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, the next movie is going to be. It's one of the most significant movies ever made, and I'll forgive you if you've never heard of it. It is 1980s Michael Cimino's Heaven's Gate. Michael Cimino being the director of Deer Deer Hunter. Hunter. And this is his movie after Deer Hunter. So this is his blank check movie. This is his, his, uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, his blank check. Yeah. it's That's kind of where you see the artist. Like, yes, kind of M. Night Shyamalan was Unbreakable, which is really good. Yeah. It was kind of his last good movie, but (laughs) kind of with Lucas, you got Star Wars. Yeah. this this is this is his blank check movie and it is one of the most notorious films of all time it changed the hollywood system almost completely single-handedly at this point uh we'll go into deep detail on that it's tricky because like we were saying there is a there's three cuts of this movie one of them's mm-hmm. kind of gone it oh, doesn't it exist first movie that used director's cut right it was like on cable TV, and it yeah. was like Heaven's, Gun, Gun, <laughs> Heaven's Gate, the director's cut. Yeah, it, it has, it, and there's like there's like four or five different cuts of this movie that exist throughout time. You have like the original, the work print was like, it was, it was almost like four hours long. <laughs> uh, and then you have like the theatrical cut, and then you have like the radical cut, and then you have like the cable cut, and now you have like the main cut, which is, okay, so Amazon Prime for free yeah. is the... Theatrical. Oh, theatrical cut, the original cut, yeah. and it, it cuts out an hour of a, the movie, a third of the movie. Yeah, it, this movie, <laughs> this the cut that exists now, and it exists on um, the Criterion Collection, but I don't think the Criterion website. I no, it's only, not. It's not because I signed yeah. up for it for that movie. And it wasn't you can only it. get it on disc. It's a fifty dollar movie. Uh, you gotta take I, a loan out if you want yeah, to see this movie. Yeah, it's a fifty dollar two disc movie. It is f- over three and a half hours long. 
of scenery for the most part. It is a western, and it's going to be quite a trip to talk about next time we do one of these. Uh, I've just lent Jake my copy because he's not going to spend fifty dollars on it. No, I didn't spend fifty. I waited mm. for the Barnes and Noble half price sale <laughs> to get in a couple of years ago. Um, but it's it is a significant film in the history of Hollywood. Uh, it changed a lot, and not just a couple of things. Like it's several things. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are going on in Hollywood still to this day that like you can my track kind of movie. back. A director's movie. A director's movie. Good, bad, or negligible. Uh, it's definitely a movie worth watching. Yeah. Um, but again, it's hard to. I think you can actually rent the full blown version. I saw a 219 minute cut <laughs> on or 216. Okay, so there's. There's, there's a 216-minute version and a 219-minute version, and the only difference is an intermission. The intermission's three minutes. So that's this one doesn't have the intermission. Oh, yeah. So that's the only difference between that and the radical cut. I watched The Godfather uh, 2 a couple weeks ago. And yeah. I paused it for a bit and went to the bathroom and stuff, and then, like, ten minutes later, the intermission happened. I was like, shit, I could have waited. You just waited. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was still in the movie or not. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so yeah. So that's, that's going to be Heaven's Gate. Uh, I just watched that this morning before we recorded oh, this. Oh, uh-huh. So a lot of that was pushed. So a lot of Killing Me Softly uh, was pushed out of my brain until we started talking about it because, that, because again... That's why I was on topic, because I watched yeah. the movie right before. Yeah, Heaven, <laughs> Heaven's Gate uh, really sort of occupied a lot of my meat space today. So. It's like Apocalypse Now, just you watch it and your day's yeah. not the same. I had to one. watch it today because I knew I was bringing you the movie today. Uh, and I was like, I need to get in and watch because I haven't seen it in a couple of years, and this is a three and a half hour movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're going to be and you're gonna be having my copy. So the next time, <laughs> so yeah, I need you to do that. Um, so yeah, can't wait for that. That'll yeah. be fun. That's, 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 that'll be a different episode because it's finally a movie you've never seen that's true uh and uh and a big movie a movie that i have zero idea what your takeaway is going to be on it too <laughs> nobody knows no I, yeah. I, I never even know yeah but until then thank you all for joining us uh go watch killing them softly on, on netflix on netflix now use offer code uh, <laughs> uh movie show whether that works or not i couldn't tell you maybe sometime in the future who knows <laughs> You'll be, you'll be right. Type that in. Who knows? Is there is there a promotions box on Netflix? I don't know. I don't think maybe so. there. Yeah. Who know. knows? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe it could work. Somebody <laughs> might be using that as a as a promotion code. Who you'll, knows? You'll be you'll be right eventually. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, <laughs> if Jake has his way, you'll be right eventually. Jake just wants a free Netflix. That, that's subscription. Trump. If Trump has his way, he'll be right eventually. Yeah. yeah. Jake just wants the free Netflix subscription. That's all. Until <laughs> yeah. then, thank you all once again. I, I, I will get that eventually. You will get that eventually. We have we never have a sign out on this one. I just let us trail off until we it's go. Just, it's a hard cut. Just it's like a hard the movie. cut. Just every time. Yeah. You just fucking pay me.